Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. We can let Bill WD-40 into the Spreaker chat room and lube it up for tonight's show. All right. Midnight Sasquatchers, how you doing? And uh, let's see here. Matthew Gutka, good to have you here. And we are caught up so far in the chat room, I believe. Yes, we are. And a reminder, the Super Chat is open. Blackbird Immaculate, how you doing? My troll Dijo, how you doing? Uh, what are you trolling me on tonight? Is it going to be commercials? Is it going to be my timeline? What are you trolling me on tonight? Give me a little hint just so I can be prepared. Mark Sanchez, how you doing, buddy? And uh, once again, the Super Chat is open. And uh, don't forget, you can do some shopping at spacedoutradio.com, where we have some great swag. And hi, Pam Harris, Old Religion, Dystopia, how you doing? And don't forget, Las Vegas, second annual fan party, May 19th through 21st, 2023. Ozzy Rob, how's your ham hocks? Let us know. Hi, Jose Esparza, good to have you here. And we are ready to launch here in eight seconds, everyone. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Horns up. Let's rock. of Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show and our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Navy the favor. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. We got a power show for you tonight. Sheila Kitchens. You may not know her name, but I'm telling you, this is her paranormal coming out party tonight. Yes, ghosts, ghouls, goblins, maybe a little sprinkle of demons on the side for dessert. We're going to get there. Then in hour number three, we're going to go to the swamp. Swamp Dweller has another spooky story for us. And then, of course, right after that, little Timmy Senor, the Timbit, is back for the UFO report. You name it, Sheila Kitchens has experienced it. Being pulled under the bed and pulled downstairs, she's seen shadow people to little mischievous imps running around, witnessed evil entities known as ghosts or demons, experience that would be leaving her shaking to her core. Yet one encounter was inviting, lovely, and intriguing. The TV became her best friend as she grew in her to, into her imagination and set the stage and platform for whence she could live out her dreams, aspirations, hopes, and 
and fears. And we're going to learn her story right now. Sheila Kitchens, thank you so much for coming on Spaced Out Radio today. And I want to give a big shout-out before I bring you on. I want to give a big shout-out to our good friend, Roy Washington, fellow Milwaukee resident, good friend of this show. We call him Super Quest around here for introducing me to you uh, about a year ago. And it's taken you a year to finally say, Dave, I want to do this. I want to do this. So thank you. And I have another announcement that I want to make for our Spaced Out Radio listeners tonight. We had a very, very good day today. Not only is Sheila our guest, that's awesome, but earlier on today, through hard work from Terry Hall, and we have earned ourselves another radio station that is picking our show up. So joining us is Channel 94X in Vernal, Utah, and we want to say thank you to Charlie uh, Hall, who is a station manager there, for picking us up and, and becoming part of the Spaced Out Radio family and allowing us to become of the 94X family as well. Now, what's yes. important about Vernal, Utah? Their neighbors are the Skinwalker Ranch. This is like haven for us. It is a sanctuary of woo for us in Vernal, Utah. So thank you, Charlie Hall at Channel 94X in Vernal for picking up Spaced Out Radio. And to all our new yeah. listeners there, we're, we're so yeah. proud to be there with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Sheila, you're a paranormal wizard. You're like a Kmart <laughs> blue light special when it comes to ghosts and all this kind of stuff. And I want yeah. to introduce you to our audience because you're a beautiful woman, well-spoken. And here you are hiding some secrets from yourself, your family, your friends, that you, you've you got some paranormal activity happening around. When did it start for you? Um, Dave, it started when I was a toddler. Um, I remember my grandmother's house. We lived right behind it off of uh, 11 the Burleigh. And I remember my grandmother, she would make crochet these dresses for those porcelain dolls. They were on her dresser. She had two doors you can go in and out of her room. So I remember myself, I had to be, I don't know, I was a toddler. I know I had been anywhere from three to five. And I remember going around and around in the circle in her room, but I didn't like the dolls. I didn't, I didn't like the energy of the dolls. So I remember sticking my tongue out every time I would come in and out of my grandmother's room. I'm going like this, like, and it was, it's, it's on her, her chest, her dresser. And as one time I come around and something snatched the bottom of my feet and pulled me under the bed. And all I remember is, is I'm, I'm like this, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I, it, it seemed every bit of, I don't know, seemed, seemed long, but it could have been five, six, 10 seconds. I don't know. I, I just remember I was fighting so bad. And then I got from under the bed. That's one of my earliest memories. And then around that same time, five, seven, I'm on the top of the stairs in our house. We had a single family house. My father is laying on it. My stepfather is laying on the bed. He's watching TV. The steps are right directly in front of my mom's bedroom. Our bedrooms are upstairs. And so I'm at the top of the stairs. I'm, I'm coloring and I'm on my stomach and I'm coloring. I'm laying down on the stairs and something grabbed my feet and yanked me all the way, very forcefully, all the way down oh. into the living room. It was completely dark. 
I jumped up and screamed and ran to my stepfather. And I hope he, I wish he could come on here, but, um, and I, 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 I mean, I, I, I was, um, God, that was horrible. It was, it was horrible. And then I would see just, it was just, I would see with the ghosts, with the ghosts, I've experienced ghosts ranging from, you know, out of your peripheral to shaking the bed to grabbing a chandelier. I Listen, this, 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 this is going to blow you guys' mind. This is one of the first times where I had paranormal encounter where I had a house full of people. I used to throw parties because, you know, I'm a, a bit... Uh, vent planner and so I would have like get togethers and gatherings in my house I'm sitting at the table I had this big huge table like eight pub chairs around it and so all of a sudden we're everyone's having a good time carousing listening to music playing cards and next thing you know we hear three distinct knocks at my front door now I had a wooden door with glass and then I also had a screen door but it had very thick glass the, the, the brass urn kind of screen doors. And so I'm immediately, everybody looked the music. We, I said, shush the music. I go to the door. I open the door. I didn't open the screen door. I didn't see anything out there. Nothing. There was nothing out there. And so, okay, we go back to partying the following week, hanging out again. It did it again. This time, my sister, my older sister, who doesn't believe in the paranormal or whatever, she goes to the door. She not only opens my front door, she opens the screen door. So I yell at her. I'm like, what are you doing? You don't open the, the," you know, because that means you're inviting in whatever is knocking on that door. So that was that. That was the only time that I had a room full of people. And we, it, it was, it was very distinct. One night I was sitting up in my room watching television and um, upstairs in my room why i'm wide awoke i hear two knocks at my my bedroom door i i look and i'm like who is it because no one really kind of knocks not like that like my kids don't they'll knock and come in and i knew you know you get the chills you can feel when the energy in the room changes let me tell you something i was in atlanta georgia this is 20 28 2016 in Atlanta, Georgia, I am, I'm laying in a bed. I'm in a room with two other women. We had single beds. Do you, I was, I was, I was in the shelter, but it was a cool ass kick-ass shelter. I was like living really good. And I'm telling you, it was around October. And all of a sudden I'm laying there asleep. Something, I was dead, knocked out sleep. Something hits the back of my heel so forcefully, so hatefully. With hate, I jumped up and screamed, and the women it woke the women up in the room. I lay shaking all that night. Whatever this that kind of spirit is that messes with my feet, it it has hatred for me. What like after my mother passed away, I, I'm laying in my bed. Or my I had a closet door. It was it had a glass mirror. You open up the closet door, and then it's another door that leads out into my living room. The one the, the doorknob start moving one day. I'm sitting up and it start moving. It opens and then something hits my feet. And it did it again. It, that continued on for like maybe off and on for about a week or two. And I, 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 I at this point, I just couldn't take anymore. I was screaming and I'm like, you're not my mother. You cannot be my mother. Because my mother would not torment me. My mother wouldn't be, you know, and it left me alone. 
I'm at the point now, like, even like when I see shadow people, let me tell you about them. They are, they're very tall and slender, very tall and slender. And they, they stand to off to the side and you don't, they don't have any features. It's just like a dark shadow. And let me tell you, I was living at my daughter's home in 20, I think this is 2018, 2019, no, 2019, 2020. And I look out the window. Now I'm in, I'm in my room. I just happened to look out the window and it was getting ready to get dark, but it wasn't yet. I see this dark shadow, tall shadow. Okay. She has a huge yard. There's a fence. You got the garbage cans and then you can see the other across the way, the other neighbor's yard and, 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 and garage. This entity was standing right there by their garage and just standing there. Then it jumped. It jumped so fast on top of my daughter's garage. And then it jumped again. And, 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 and by this time, my mind is like, Sheila, it's getting fucking closer. You better, you better close the blind or something. Cause I was intrigued. I was, I was scared and I was intrigued. I was, it was, I have a haunted house, a haunted house story. And tell me if I need to, if you need to interject or whatever, cause I'll get in there. I'm letting you run right now because this is just okay. amazing. Listen, I, listen, I lived in this house. I was the only outsider to ever live in this house. This house has been up since maybe the early 1900s. This rich developer in New York bought it and he remodeled the whole house. And there was these um, Amish or Irish kind of people living there. Their whole generations always lived there. The man, the developer, he remodeled the whole house except the basement. Now I'm 4'11", I'm very short. The basement was barely like five feet and it looked like mud on the on the the ceiling right and then there was this big hole in the wall about the size of a big picture window like like underground like he didn't cover up it was crazy but the house was immaculate beautiful it looked like a movie star's house anywho we weren't there not even two weeks and my my grandson's laying in the bed i have a big huge upstairs i have a a a computer room it's a, a laundry room my big room, a huge bathroom, and then another room, which is there's no wall. It's like an open concept. So my daughter's in the other room. I'm laying there asleep. I hear screaming. She wakes me up. She said, Mama, oh, my grandson at the time, he had to have been like maybe seven or eight. She said, Mama, Lavelle said some hands came through the closet door and was trying to pull him in the closet door. Then my daughter would have experiences with aliens in the house where this tall entity that was float dark coat or whatever, it will come toward her, but it was her to where she could not talk, move or, or, or scream or anything. This went on in the house for years. What made me move from the house was the fact that one demonic spirit had took over my, one of my sons and he tried to hurt my other son because he thought that he turned into a, a demon it made him think that his face was distorted. My son woke up one day, my youngest son, he's 29 now. This little, he said, this little girl, she looks like black. She had, she was black and white, like, like no color to her skin, like in the 1300s kind of look or something. And he said she was in the closet cutting her wrists like this, just cutting her wrist. My daughter in the, in, in this house is on, in Oak Creek. It's a huge, I had one of the biggest houses on the block. And, um, this, this house, I'm telling you, 
my daughter found in the garage, she found this, this pendant and you open it up. It's a nice little circle pendant, little, these pictures like they're from the early 1900s because they had no color, but their faces looked so mundane. They looked at empty. It looked at haunting the kids and the, and the, and the, the parents' faces looked at so scary. And then at the house, what I experienced, I come home from work one day, I'm making a sandwich in the kitchen. Something calls my name and it, and it says, Oh my. Like that. So I'm playing like I didn't hear what I heard. It said it again. I darted for the door. I stayed outside until someone came home to come back to go in the house with me. That house was so demonic. I'm telling you, my ex-husband, he was bringing um, something in the moving some um, furniture of mine in the basement that I no longer wanted. Do you not know he kept slamming? He had a big gash on his hand. He was trying to hold the, 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 the basement door open. And as he was pulling the furniture down, something was slamming, kept slamming the door. And I'm honestly, he was one of the most evil men I know. So he wasn't even spooked by it. He was fighting back. He was pushing the damn door back. Can you believe that? That was, that was absolutely crazy. But I mean, I've had so many situations. I mean, one of the most scariest, I would say, to date that I've had that that's that that haunts me um because I've never seen anything like it and I think I don't know what this was I was up driving early one morning you know just out working just driving and all of a sudden this man he was we was like the only one on this on 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 this road on the strip on the street and he was driving so slow he had to been driving like every bit of five ten miles an hour I was annoyed so I I darted in front of him and then you know how you do, everyone does, they glance in the mirror to see who the person was. They just passed. Right. I glanced in my rear view mirror. This guy, his mouth was stretched open like this. Dark. It was darkness. He was like this and his hands were on the steering wheel and he was driving. Oh my. I scared mm. the sh- stuff out of me it it scared the stuff out of me i've never seen anything in my i was i I was afraid for days because i didn't know how to process that like i've had experiences with you know ghosts and demons and um shadow people and little imps and i gotta get to the imps because they they're funny that they're they're more than anything they're mischievous they really are but um, and they take things and they'll move it, and then you turn around again, it's right in your face. So <laughs> I've had situations like that, but yeah, that situation with the guy in the car, I don't know what that was. And I would say to date for me, as far as alien situation, I want to show you this, um, guys. I've noticed this on myself about 20 years ago. Now I have these markings. Oh goodness, I I have markings that I cannot explain. I never had surgery on my hands they're very fine slits right here and oh goodness i I don't know if you guys can see it but one's right here and i'm like how did i'm right-handed so okay but i can't and i've never cut myself that that was that was that made me kind of raise my antennas but then i started having throughout the years lapses in time i'll look at time like right now if i say if it's 10 22 or whatever and next thing you know i look up it's 10 50 okay where did my consciousness go between 10 22 to 10 50 so i experienced these lapses in time to where i'm traveling 
And, um, oh, I got to tell you this situation. So, and anywho, sure. let me get back to the alien. Yes. <laughs> Let's get back to the aliens. Let me get to the alien uh, situation I had. I'm laying in bed. I get ready for bed. I go in, in the room and I'm laying there. And so I cut the light off. I'm looking in the corner just till I fall asleep, of course. The, it's dark in, in the room. It's night. You know, the, the blinds, you can still see the moonlight shining in. So you have some visibility. So you're getting, I'm getting sleepy and sleepier. And then all of a sudden I see in the corner something darker than the darkness. And so I'm, I, I, I was, I was alarmed. I, you know, I, I'm laying there on my side and I'm looking, I'm, 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 I'm frozen. And next thing you know, it raised up and it came at me. And that's all I remember. That's the only time I've ever passed out. I would say from fear. That is the only oh, time that, I've ever them aliens. He'll get you to pass out over anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, they yeah, will. that that was terrifying. That was very terrifying. I got to ask yeah. you. I got to ask you a few questions because, I mean, I just didn't want to stop your excitement there in sharing yeah. a bunch of those stories at once. And, you know, I think we're all kind of, uh, you know, reading the comments in our chat room right now. I mean, yeah. everybody is like, yes, Sheila, go, go, just, just roll with it. Let it out. But, I mean... Some of these experiences that you've had, Sheila, is we got about three minutes before we go to break at the bottom of the hour. I mean, they're horrific. They're scary. I mean, you know, it's one thing to have ghosts around, but it's another thing if they're attacking you and pulling you uh, under the bed and uh, and down hallways and everything as a child, as an adult. I mean, I mean, how did you has that stopped? Or is that is that being still haunting you? I think it's definitely still haunting me because it's not like I wouldn't tell. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Like I would tell my daughter, I mean, my um, my sister, but she didn't believe me. I would tell my mom, anybody at the time who would listen, but no one kind of believed me. They figured I had a very active imagination and why aren't they experiencing things like this? You know, and it, it's crazy because I had one mystical experience. I was like 10 years old. I wake up at like, I don't know, five in the morning and I look out the window. We have very beautiful backyard full of green grass, two fences on the side, but the grass was growing on the fences, right? I saw a dual, that was the first time I saw a dual reality. I saw a white unicorn come into, come into my view out of nowhere. And I, it, everything looked like rainbowy, but the unicorn was white. It walks straight into the other side of the fence and it just, it disappears. And that was like, that was magical to me. That, that, you know, back in the nineties, they had a book, the pyramid book. It had a the Bermuda Triangle black book time life used to sell it that was my first time ever ordering something um offline i mean you know off the tv 
And it just took me on a journey because I needed answers. And and just like I've had a situation where I was honestly in my closet chanting and I was meditating, if you will. I don't know any other language but English. Do you not know out of my stomach, out of my belly, I felt something coming up and I began to speak and sing in different languages? Really? It was scared. Yeah, that scared. Now that scared the... Daylight out of me. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. You know, I came out of that closet because I'm. I didn't. And my mother was there. My sister was there in the living room. And I, 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 I run out to the living room and it's just coming up so boisterous. They look at me like, I mean, come on now. You know, I don't know any other language. I listen. My ex boyfriend. He's my second boyfriend that I ever had. He, I was 19 years old. His brother was murdered. And let me tell you that that night his brother was murdered. He comes to me, right, because he had the blood on his shirt. He tried to help his brother get him to the hospital. You know, his brother got stabbed in the chest. So he tried to help him to the hospital, and he dies in the car or whatever. And so whatever, when all that's over, he comes over to me because we were together. We're sitting on my bench, and he's crying. He's telling me, you know, about his brother and stuff. And his brother's voice comes through me. His voice comes through me and speaks to me. Through me and says to his brother, he said, I love you too. Oh my. That is some It was his voice, Shirley. everything. Sheila, I'm yeah. gonna get you to hold on right there because we are going sure. to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Sheila Kitchens. Yeah, her paranormal coming out party tonight on Spaced Out Radio. I think all of us are gonna have to replay that first half hour at least, at least four times. And there's only more to come. We got a bunch more questions coming, a bunch of more experiences. This is just the warm up on Spaced Out Radio tonight. Stay tuned. One second, Sheila. My son walked in here. Hold on. Sure. Hi, buddy. His head keeps falling off. Okay, you know what? His head won't come off then, right? Okay. Okay, pass it here. I want it like in this area. His head? Does it go on top of that red part? Um, that's where his eye goes in. That's where his eye. Oh, that's. Oh, this is shockwave. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So let, that's where his eye goes. So his head, we need to... Can you grow, grow this part instead? Yeah. Watch your fingers. Let's see if that works. So let's take that. Put Shockwave's eye back in there. <laughs> there you go, dude. Hopefully that'll stick. Okay, but don't play with it. Just give it a little bit, okay? Like 15 minutes. Well, you take him out of here, okay? And take him upstairs. But first, I need a big hug, dude. Aww. Here, I'll, come, I'll come this way. I'll come this way. I love you, buddy. You're a good guy. He's a cutie. That's sweet. Beautiful. He's a good kid. Hmm. <coughs> 
Dave, let me know if I need to, you know. Can anybody see me now? Oh, yeah. Everybody on YouTube could see you right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your hair looks perfect. Here you go, bud. Okay. Someone says Sheila needs to come to Vegas. I need to come to Vegas. Yeah, for our fan yeah. party. Uh, Roy's coming. When is it? May 19th through 21st. Oh my god, definitely gotta come. That's my birthday. Mine too. I was down. No way. Mine's May twenty fourth. I'm May twenty second. That's my dad's birthday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well then you have to come. Absolutely. I've been down there only one time and I, I have to do a redo. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, thank you. People, Thanks, people are loving you. People are loving you. Uh. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, one sec. What do you need, buddy? You want to say hello to everyone? Yeah. Well, here, I'll just, I know you don't want to go on camera. Come say hi to everyone on the microphone. They can't see you there. Come on, you can do it. Here, you got one minute to do it. Thank you. You're welcome. <coughs> Hi, alien believers. How are you? Good to see you. And Sherry H, nice to see you. And uh, Sherry H, my my uh, late grandfather's birthday was May 25th. My dad, May 22nd. Mine's May 24th. My mother's dad was May 25th, and all of us were named Dave. Whoa, that's, that's amazing. That's from my son to Hello. all of you. Hello there. <laughs> there you go, buddy. All right, you got you to gotta get out of here, and don't let mom know that you're still awake. Otherwise, you're, I'm going to be in trouble. Okay. All right. Hey, Brian Bowden, the man with 11,386 podcasts who will be in Vegas with us. And uh, he'll be joined by the crypto guru and a number of people as our special guests at uh, the Golden Nugget, May 19th through 21st for our second annual fan party. Science Bob is going to be there as well. Yeah, because we love our Science Bob. And... uh, uh, what, one sec. What do you need, bud? Oh, there you go. There's a thumbs up for y'all. Love you, buddy. And uh, yeah. thank you tonight to the super chatters so far. Uh, Bob Mendonite, Abe, and Deb from SAC. Appreciate that. It really helps out on what we do on a nightly basis here on Spaced Out Radio. So thank you for your love and support. Human Carl is here, not to be misconstrued with Alien Carl. Human Carl, a great veteran of the United States Air Force. Thank you for your service. Human Carl, we appreciate you. And uh, who else is here? Silent Listen, nice to see you. And I got to wrap it up right there because here we go.
Second half hour of Space Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with a great show. Sheila Kitchens is here. It's her paranormal coming out party. This is a lifelong experiences with supernatural, paranormal, and extraterrestrial beings. And so far, this is a show that just is full of energy and and so much. Uh, Thank you for coming on tonight, Sheila. We very much appreciate it. Absolutely, Dave. No problem. It's my honor. I want want to ask you, uh, before we start, if you don't mind, as mm-hmm. you have aged, have the experiences slowed down at all, or have they continued at the same pace as they are as you were was, as a child? They have increased um, in complexity, and I mean, they, they've never stopped. They've never stopped. Um, in fact, um, looking at, just looking at, you know, the Muriel in the background here, That tall, dark figure, just, you know, the shadow people. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. You know, I was laying in the bed one day, watching television, laying on my stomach, and in walks this I mean, they're bold. That 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 right there, if they want you to see them, you will see them. In walks this tall entity. It had to have been every bit of eight feet. And it walks in and walks right and in, goes right into my closet and disappears. I jump up because at that moment I'm I'm scared, but I'm angry and I'm 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 tired of being harassed. That's what it, it's more like I'm I'm yeah. Most of my experiences is like it they 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 they're hunting me. You know, they don't really want to hurt me, I don't think. Only the ones that 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 grab my ankles, I think that's that aggression, I can feel the hatred from that from that those entities. I I feel hatred, but the other ones, they want you to see them. They want to I had a situation the the house again where the developer had remodeled. We're the only outside people that ever lived in this house. And I had a situation. I had just come back from a church function. I'm laying down on my futon sofa and upstairs. I had a computer room. I'm laying on the futon sofa and I'm just reflecting on the, the day and all the information that I've received and all this kind of stuff. And so all of a sudden I felt my spirit or my energy or who I, I felt myself come out of myself, but I was still yet conscious. 
So I'm hovering and I'm floating and I see this light, like the light of a lighter in the distance. It was like this light. So I, as I'm hovering, I turn around and I, it's like, I'm going through the whole house, but the house, you know how you take away the, the walls and you see behind the walls, like the, the guts of the house. Right. That's how I saw it. And it was entities and demons and horrible things all behind there. And then what made me know that I was really awoke and not sleep. I was really awake. The um, laundry room was right next to my computer room. The laundry room uh, I will always keep open. I begin to go out. I'm levitate. I'm saying levitate out the window. At this point, I'm hovering. I'm laying on my, on my stomach like, like that. And I go out the window and I can feel the breeze as if, you know, like someone blows on your face, that breeze, you know, you're awake. I go out the house. I circle around the house and I come back in and then I'm standing in the, 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 um, the, the, the appliance room. And I look in the distance and these, these two demonic spirits, they were very yucky and ugly. They're, they're snickering. They're towards each other snickering. And I felt this presence behind me. It was like angelic or whatever. And I felt this presence and I knew what to do right away. I reached inside my chest and I pulled out this sword and I ran towards them and like I slew them. And I began to slow, slew everything in that house because that house was bit. Let me tell you something. When I tell you after a few years living there, I hightailed out of there. I hightailed out of there. My son, one day, my oldest son, he's laying in his bed. This little person from like the 1900s, he said they, they didn't have any color. Again, the people without the color. So these were definitely ghosts. They looked very pale. One little boy was looking over him. He opened his eyes. He's laying in his bed. He opens his eyes. He doesn't scare easily. My son is like very strong and very courageous. He jumped up screaming and ran upstairs. You know, this, he said he saw a little boy. He was just looking at him, you know, just hovering over him. It, you know, I had a one day that I used to live in. My children were little in the basement. It was rumored that it was a coffin down there. Never went down there. Too scared to go. Okay. Why was there a coffin in the basement of the house? That was the rumor. I never saw it. I, okay. I, I never saw it. But that was the rumor of the neighborhood. So whatever. But it was a very huge old Victorian type house. So this is like in the late 94, 95. This is up in that kind of range. This house was so dark. My children would lay down on the floor sometimes, you know, just for naps or whatever. We'll be playing or whatever. We'll fall asleep. I'll wake up. Sometimes, like, my daughter's, like, one or two sometimes. She'll be pulled as if something pulled her from me. Speaking of that, I got to tell you about this other situation. This made me think. This is the one of the first times where I felt something touch my shoulder. I'm laying down on the floor. I just finished exercising. I'm home. I just was going to school. This is, like, 1994. And I'm laying on the floor, <clears throat> excuse me, after exercising. And I'm, I'm like this. Something grabs my shoulder, not angrily. It wasn't angry. It was just, I'm here. I'm right here. You could feel it. I froze. I was so terrified. I must've laid there for an hour before I, I decided to move and get up. I was 
totally terrified because you know a good touch versus uh not you can even tell in the room when something enters in you can feel the energy you can feel it it's i had a beautiful situation i have to tell you this too because not all of my experiences 99% of them have been scary and horrible but i had one experience with an entity and this was just recent this was like 2021 22 i'm laying in my bed and I'm just trying to go to sleep, but I can't go to sleep. I have sleep insomnia sometimes. And so I'm laying there and I have my eyes closed and I feel this presence come in the room, but I wasn't afraid. I I was not scared. And it came up to me. It lifted my head and tilted my, my chin like this and turned it towards its direction. And it kissed me. I've been trying to look up what the heck can that be? Who has had experiences like this? I can't find anything on the web or anything. Everything talks about sexual ghosts. This was not sexual at all. If anything, it felt like love. It felt like it loved me. If it, it, it was, it was, I, I can't, ex- and it, I, I wouldn't say it was a ghost or a shadow person because this kind of energy I've never felt before. I've never felt before. That was a very good and positive experience. And I've been waiting for that Romeo to come uh, again and kiss me. <laughs> Romeo yeah, ghost, Romeo yeah. ghost. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. And, and, you know, uh, I want you to break down something for me because I don't know if a lot of people understand about the difference in energy between something that is, uh, I don't want to use the word positive, but something that isn't fear-based compared to the feeling of a ghost that has very dreadful type energy. Oh, goodness. The aggression, the instant, not only is your hair um, on your arms and neck is standing up, you you know what? You can feel it. Even if you're dead asleep, if of a very negative energy that wants you to know its presence comes in the room. You will jump up. I've jumped up out of my sleep lots of times because you can feel it. You, it, you know, when something is not welcoming, you know, and then it'll start, it'll, it can be aggressive. It might touch you or hit you, or, you know, you might hear something, call your name, or it might move something and things like that. But you know, the aggression, but also, you know, when it's playful and when it's not a threat, like the little imps I like to talk about. These little imps, they remind me of the, 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 we are the littles, the little people. They are yay high, maybe, maybe even two feet, if that. And they're fast. And you always see them out of your peripheral. They're very fast. They're mischievous. They like to, like if you put a drink down or some keys down or earring, anything, it doesn't matter. They like silver. They like collecting things. They, they definitely like. But I found out recently, some things you can ask, could you, uh, I want this back. I, w- I want you to return this back to me. And some things I have been getting back, but I've had situations where one moment I'm on the computer and just say like right directly behind me, right? I have a little garbage can. I'm in my, my computer room at this point and I'm typing on the computer and I see something run and, but I look and the the garbage can is moving. So a little waste, trash waste, and, and it's moving. 
I dare not get up and walk behind there and go see what that is because I know I know this. I've had things just mysteriously move if even I put my cup down. They they like they I think they're more playful. I don't think they're um I don't think they're evil. I don't think they're angry. You know, you know when something is angry. Like the shadow people, I, I, I get a sense that they want to harm you. Even though I don't think I've really been harmed by a shadow person, I just always see them and they want they will let you see them face value. They're like the ghost perverts. They're always off in the distance staring. Yeah. But watching. Yeah. No, I I, I get you with that. You know, the idea though, what's it like for a ghost to touch you and and to ha- feel a presence of something against your arm or your skin, whether it's tugging at your ankle or whether it's, like you said, receiving a kiss. I've only had it a couple of times, and I remember one night I was in bed, and, I, and I'm one of these idiots who sleeps with my feet outside the blanket, okay, <laughs> because I get really hot feet at night. And I remember yeah. one night, it was summertime, and I remember one time, all of a sudden, I'm lying there, and I'm just about to go into a deep sleep, and all of a sudden, I feel my leg, my right leg get picked up. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. And I know my house is haunted. And I, and I just, I remember kind of putting my head up, turning and really, I'm trying to sleep here if you don't mind. And then they put my leg gently back down and let go. Now I've had something like that happen, which I mean, it makes me laugh because it was like, Dave, it was like, really? You know what? What's, I, I, it's some demons I've, I've in spirits or whatever that are sexual. I had an experience the same. I was at my daughter's home um, and I'm laying there in the bed. Something jumps in the bed. I'm tired. You know, I'm laying in the bed. I'm tired. I, I'm assuming it's my granddaughter. You know, she's very little. She's like three at this point, three or four. And I opened my eyes. It wasn't her. So okay, I'm like okay. I said now I'm at the point like I don't. I ain't got time for this. I don't. I'm, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. So I, I lay back there and I close my eyes. Something grabs my feet, but it didn't grab it forcefully. It was gentle. It like I was asleep because I was terrified. I, I, I was terrified. It grasped me by my feet. I'm laying on my back. It pulls me down to the end of the bed where my feet are dangling off the bed, right? Then it turns me to the side of the bed. And I feel like it's just it was just looking at me. It was it was looking at me. Cause it it, it I stayed in that position maybe for I don't know maybe five Seven seconds, something like that. It, it seemed like it was just watch, looking at me. Then it pushed me back up, turned me around, and me back where I was. But I felt scared. I felt threatened, even though it wasn't rough with me. I, I don't know which. What do you do with something like that? 
They pull your arm, hit your buttocks, touch your touch you with feathers, do things like to let you know they are there. Yes, they they absolutely do. Like, you know the difference between something other than a human's touch? You can tell, even if your eyes are not open. Like when that, whatever it was, touched me, right? I was complete. It sent chills up my spine. I knew whatever that was, was not human. I knew that was not definitely human at all. A- absolutely. And it, it, you know, it's scary because honestly, it took me a while to even talk about a lot of these things because my kids know all because they've experienced some things, right? My kids have experienced chains going up and down the stairs. We had to run out the room. I mean, my kids up until the time they were like upper teenagers, we all slept together, even though they had their own rooms, because we would be terrified. We will have something knocking at the door, something making noises in the kitchen, chains, noises, the lights going off. My friend one day was spinning out at my house. My girlfriend, she's in the living room. I'm in my room. Now, this is the house where the tall entity walked in when I was laying down watching TV. Same house. So she runs in my room. My chandelier in my dining room is shaking violently. I run in there and I'm I'm like, so we started, you know, we started and doing whatever we could because we were scared to death. We were scared to death. My son, now you think I am a magnet. My all my children are a magnet, but my particularly my my youngest, Jaquan, oh my God. He's is he's had a situation. This witch, it's a witch lady. She messes and hunts him. He had to, he was told by an entity or, or, or angel how to defeat her. But now she came and jumped and tried to hunt my grandson. My son, my grandson never knew anything about this witch lady until we started talking about her. And he was, he began to confess, this is a lady. She's very, very ugly and evil. And she just laughs and she comes towards them. She causes so much fear. And so my son has had situations like that. He's had big, dark images run towards him where, listen, I had a situation where when I was, I was like, I don't think I was like nine or 10 years old, the house, the very first house I experienced the paranormal activity when, when I was a kid, my, our home behind my grandmother's house, it burnt up when we was like 10, we moved out or whatever. We moved out. I mean, these other family moved in. It burnt up. It was boarded up one day. So I'm back in the neighborhood playing with my neighborhood friends, right? So I go back by the old house. By this time, my grandmother been moved out. This is like, you know, so I'm, I, I see a loose board on the basement window. And I'm like, oh, there, because I've always, I'm still attracted to this stuff too, because it's been happening my whole life. I got a strong warning that if I went inside that house, I was not coming back out. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, I am so glad that I did not go in there because I knew for a fact I was not, I was not coming out. My, my ex-boyfriend, my second, the second boyfriend that who I told you his brother spoke through me. Yes. After his brother passed, he began to become possessed, very possessed. Actually the house that he he lives in now me and my, my mother used to rent it. So we used to have paranormal activity. That house was horrible. That house, I think that house was, yeah, again, it's like one of those back houses. It's like the big house and then there's a back house. And so we were the back house. And 
I go and visit him one day. At this point, this is years later, we grown. I go visit him to see how he's doing. He wasn't doing too good and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there. He's talking to these entities. I don't see them, but I can feel them. And so his face looked at totally deranged. And I something told me, get up and run now. I got up. <laughs> And I ran out that house so fast because I don't I don't think I would be alive. I don't some of these entities when they possess people and they have intent to harm you, I've seen people eyes that turn black looking at me. I've seen people they don't even know. Sometimes they blink out. They don't know why they want to cause you harm. But I also realize that they have you have to open up yourself to that kind of stuff. You have to open up yourself to that kind of stuff. I mean, you can choose to fight. You can choose to be evil. You can choose to be good. I really believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. And so I tend to like to believe that I'm on the light side. I'm not on the, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want this kind of stuff, these experiences. But you know what? It's, I know I'm not the only person. And then just like I told you, these slits on my, on my wrist, I mean, I've never in my life cut myself willingly. You know, I have these slits and very fine lines. I'm, I don't know how I got them. And I've, I've read stories. I've seen documentaries where people will have unexplained markings on their body. You know, and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's unsettling. It's unsettling to know that something could be touching you and taking over you. Like I was telling you, I have lapses in time. So now I keep, I keep, I try to really watch the time and keep accurate time because sometimes it's like I go in and out. And I think, I don't know, it's crazy to think that something can take over you and you helpless and there's nothing you could do about it. That's, no, that's I scary. Agree. I so totally I agree. You know, as you've gone down this, have you been able to identify, as we got about two minutes to go here, identify okay. what is paranormal? And what is extraterrestrial? Well, yeah, absolutely. Extraterrestrial is aliens and the otherworldly. No, but from the experiences but, you're having, can you tell them apart of what they are? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, I th- I believe I can. Absolutely. Like my experience with the, the entity rising up from the corner, coming at me, and I passed out. I 100% believe that was definitely an alien. 100%. And 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 the otherworldly, the, the 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 man in the car with his mouth struck encounters of the fourth kind. That yeah, that's I don't know an alien, but it's something out there. It definitely is. Absolutely. You cannot unsee something like that. It, it's it's terrifying. And you know, honestly, I I was hesitant to even tell a lot of you know my stories because it's like, would that bring it on more? But see, I've been experiencing this my whole life. It hasn't changed. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't slowed down. And so, but I've learned, I can say this, I'm stronger in the in the regard that I know how to deal with it better. Like sometimes when I'm agitated and I'm just too tired, I know how to say, leave me alone. I'm going to sleep and I'll fall asleep and have a peaceful sleep too. Good. So we can fight back. We We absolutely can. I believe that. And that's a good trait to have because so many people become consumed by it. You know, it's one thing to have daily experiences like you were having, but a lot of people become consumed to the point where it drives them crazy. 
No, you can't let it consume you because it, it's going to, it, it wants you just like when you hear the noises and the sounds and stuff, it, it's playing with you. It wants, it's, I don't have time for that. I really don't. That, oh, you're doing that elementary stuff. I'm like that now to the point. Oh, you're doing that. Oh, well, I'm, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run in the hallway and see what that was. I know you're trying to get my attention. I'm tired, but some days I am outright terrified is staring at me. Um, you can feel it. You can sense it. And some days I, I don't have that, that strength and that energy. And I, I'm just terrified. Well, I don't know how you put up with it, but you do. And Absolutely. It, I mean, I guess you, you have no choice. You have to. Right. You just learn to live with it. Just like with anything, you learn to live with it and you learn to go on and you learn to know that, Hey, everything isn't what it seems. There's things in the unseen world. Just like now I have the ability. I can see atoms in the air at any given time. They, they raining down atoms everywhere. And, and you know what I learned that later, what there was, that's energy. That's yes. life. That's matter. Right. And that's, that's absolutely crazy. But Sheila, I'm going to get you to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here at the top of the hour. One hour down, one to go. Sheila Kitchens, her paranormal coming out experience. It's her party, and she'll get ghostly if she wants to. Space Out Radio continues with Sheila right after this. Fantastic. Fantastic. This show is so much fun. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, We got about six minutes here. I'm going to bring Dirty Filth up here for a second here. Where are you, Filthy? There you are. And uh, Sheila, I'm going to step away for a minute, but Dirty Filth is going to be here and going to go over his cartoons here that he's drawing tonight, and you can sit back and enjoy. Hi, Dave. Little Timmy Senor is hiding. Hi, Sheila. How are you tonight? I'm awesome. How are you doing? Yeah, there he is. He's lurking in the background, Dave. I'm doing well. Awesome. What are you drawing there? I'm drawing... So so far, it's two ghosts. Oh. And... Well, I can't really tell you what they're saying. I have to wait to the end, but... Got you. They're they're giving some confessions about being ghosts. (laughs) Oh, man. I like to see that. If if I was a ghost, I would switch the salt and sugar jars between oh each. Just and just to watch people go all wonky. Especially <laughs> in the morning. Nothing would be worse than when you want coffee. Next thing you know, it's full of salt. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be mischievous. You're gonna be like one of those imps. You know what? Yeah. I definitely if I if I was a ghost, one thing I've always wanted, I would go in all kind of people homes. Because I like homes. I have a home fetish. I like the beautiful decor and, you know, just to see the decorations, how they got it. That's what I would do if I was a ghost. I'd, I'd probably do that, too. I wouldn't haunt one location. I'd be all over the place, especially right. those old, like you're talking about those Victorian homes. Yes. I'd love to go look at all the carvings and the staircases and things like that. I love that. That's so beautiful. Sometimes yeah. Mrs. Filth and I watch those shows and. You get these weirdos go in there. They go, we're going to paint over this nice hardwood. And I just cry a little bit inside. Yes. 
Oh goodness, I lived in a beautiful Victorian home. I had three living rooms. The I had those doors, those big wood doors that you just slide like this. Oh my God, it was just so beautiful. A lot of history, a lot of history there. Yeah, I live in Canada. We live in like boxes to protect us from the cold, basically. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's really cold out right now. You know, here our weather is crazy. It just snowed last week, blizzard. Now it's raining, about 40 degrees. Kind of like misty rain, but it's crazy. I go with it. Yeah, we're, we're, where I live in Alberta, we're frozen like six months of the year. Whoa. So definitely go bringing out, out the Eskimos and everything. Yeah. Go out and scrape my polar bears off and ride them to work with my reindeer chariot. Oh, cool. I wish. I'd love to have reindeer. <laughs> That's a expensive investment that I can't afford right now. So I'll settle for cats. I got a bunch of cats. Uh, I absolutely love cats. Absolutely love cats. I love dogs, too. But I love cats. I love dogs, but I don't have space for a dog, so I can't have a dog. <laughs> I'm going to wait for my paint to dry here now. Cool. That is nice. So we got a oh, guess a in the end. You'll reveal. Oh, yes. I. This is all. It's just a blob of color right now, but I'm waiting for it to dry. Then I'll ink it up. Let's uh, over there and grab the old drawing from this. Here's, here's one I did the other night of how people go missing. Oh, nice. So this <laughs> <laughs> I'm genius. So aliens and Sasquatch just do scissors, rock, paper to see who goes missing. <laughs> Oh, that is too genius. Nice. I like that. That's nice. Sheila, are you having fun? Yeah, if you come to Vegas. Oh, I'm coming. I'm okay, well, to Vegas. Well, I'll bring this drawing for you, and then I'll maybe I'll frame it up nice, and you can take it home with you. Mm. Oh, Sheila, are you so having honest. fun? Yes, absolutely. He's showing me and talking to me about his art. I love it. It's ingenious. He just showed me the one with the alien and the uh, Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. That's our dirty filth. That's our dirty filth. And and as Dirty said, you know, he's going to be down in Vegas handing out a bunch of his cartoons that he has made oh, wow. specifically for the Las Vegas fan party, May 19th through 21st of 2023 at the golden nugget in las vegas i'm booking my i booked my flight today i booked my flight today <clears throat> so i am committed to going need you to all to commit so just go to info i'm going to type it into the chat room info at spacedoutradio.com let cat know how many tickets you need so if you're bringing friends or you're bringing a significant other or whoever let cat know how many tickets you need. They are $60 a piece. Or if you want a VIP ticket, which includes a special VIP gathering on the Friday night and a swag bag, it's $100 American. And we're going to have a good time. So make sure you book. We want to see all of you there in Vegas coming on up. And thank you tonight to our super chatters, Lala, Science Bob, Sally Elka, Mennonite Abe, and Deb. Thank you so much. The super chats are a great way to support what we do. 
on this show on a nightly basis. Hi, Simply Coco. What's the drink of choice for tonight? Could you please let us know? We'd greatly appreciate it if you don't mind. And here we go, everyone. A couple seconds till hour number two. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Xanthophil. Xanthophil is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go, my paranormal coming out party. That is for Sheila Kitchens, our guest tonight, who has had a plethora of of experiences when it comes to the supernatural and extraterrestrial. And we're just getting warmed up here. And uh, you know what? It's going to be a great one, an absolute great one here in the next hour. Sheila, thank you so much for being here tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Dave. Your energy is just amazing when it comes to uh, this, this understanding. I mean, looking at you, a lot of people would say, you know, like, how come, how come you're, you're not rattled? How come you're talking about this so freely? How come this comes so easy to you in explaining what is going on? Uh, how, you've had to live with this. So please explain to our public, you know, that it has been hard, but you've had to learn to live with it. How, how does that work for you? You know, Number one, acceptance. If you run from something, you constantly keep running from it. You, it's gonna, it's gonna. I don't know. This is gonna affect you negatively. You got to first of all accept that this is happening, regardless who believes you or not. Number one, and that you know what, I just got to deal with it. And for me, it's been terrifying. It's been because it's not only happens to me, but my children. Um, all four of my children, they they heavily um, have so many different situations that, that have happened to them and it's still happening to them. Um, I think you learn to accept it and you learn. And you know what? What gives you strength to is watching other people's stories and understanding that, you know what? This is not just single to you. This is not just about you. This thing is bigger than you. And that there's other people out. So that that unity, it gives you you draw strength from the unity. But reason why I'm not frazzled is because you, I'm not gonna. I can't. This is just life. You learn to live with it. If you live in a tough area, but you learn to live with it. If you if you grow up with a situation, you you learn to live with it. 
You have to go on. You don't want to give in. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Because if you give in, then you die. And I'm, I'm not ready to do that, Dave. I'm not ready to do that. Um, I'm going to fight. Um, and I'm going to find out more and more. Like now I meditate. Now I I focus my energies. I know how to do self-healing and all this kind of stuff. And it doesn't come like I want it to come, but I can tap into it at times. So being able to tap into that energy, that allows me, that keeps my mind focused to know that, you know what, this is another level to existence and I'm not alone. I can, I can, I can go on. I can. So that's what it is for me. It's, you know, I take it day by day. I try not to like, let it get to me some days. Like when I'm very terrified, um, I'll have people over. I think that's why I have people around me sometimes, um, more often than none, because I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid sometimes. Explain that fear. I was explaining this fear. It's um, it's daunting because you know, even if you have people around you, at any moment, it can just manifest itself, or it can reveal itself, or it can make its presence known. So it's like a daunting feeling that even though if you're sitting in a room full of, at any moment something can touch you or something can show you itself, or it's um, it's haunting. It, it it's haunting. Like it's it's crazy because I have a love hate relationship with, like I like scary movies. Like scary movies, they don't scare me like they used to. Like I can watch a scary movie really by myself. I built up tough skin, but it's like I I don't know. I'm I, I just I just learn to deal with it. And I'm still intrigued. I would say because I I have a lot of answers. I mean a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions that need to be answered. Right. Like, why is this, why is this happening? And why, what's going on with, with my feet situation? And, and why does it want to mess with me? Like, what did I do? You know, kind of thing. It, um, you feel alone sometimes, but you get over it and you just move on. I want to ask you in regards to the situations that happen, are they only happening at home? Like, could you be at the, the supermarket grabbing some milk and a loaf of bread and all of a sudden have it happen there? Or is it pretty centralized to home? It can happen anywhere, but most centralized, it, it mostly happens at home. Where uh, my friend and I, like this was a situation with a parallel universe. Like I said, the we're driving in his car and it's a wall on this on the right side of us. But we hear this motor revving up like this car is coming. We look and it's this car coming towards us. And we we go like this, but the car 
it was it, it disappeared it went into our car it was like a to me like an alternate reality so it's, it can happen at any moment but mostly to me to i've experienced <laughs> i've experienced at home and and yeah other places i slept at i mean if it wants to talk to you it'll talk to you it'll make itself known well you know for you though you're the one living with it do you feel you have passed this on to your children or do you think your children have created their own hauntings i think in some way it's a little bit of both that i've passed this on because they come through me so absolutely and we they've shared many experiences from their childhood up until adulthood of these entities like more so <clears throat> there's they have a lot of more sinister encounters I would say than, than I have, because of course these, these negative beings, they have to attack your legacy, your legacy, it, it, you know, see that can rise up and destroy it or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, their, their experiences is more sinister, but I, I feel, but we're a unit. We're strong together. We're very strong together. And, you know, I believe like I see in my mind's eye, I see like, like maybe we have some type of empowerment, like that are, are special skills we haven't awakened and that this is um, exercising those gifts, those giftings inside of us. I think that's what this is to a certain degree. Like I'm exercising my superpowers against the world, you know? Oh, I, I, so. get, I get you there. Let's get to a couple of audience questions here for you. Miss Anonymous is asking... Is having really bad nightmares paranormal? I literally wake up crying and it will pick up right where I woke up. What do you think? That's deep. She's in and out of consciousness and unconsciousness. But you know what you can do in my dreams when I really realize I'm dreaming? You can take possession of that and you can... You can morph yourself into having strength or overcoming whatever is terrifying you. But honestly, it I don't know how it works all the time. A lot of times, I, sometimes I'm able to do that more than not. But um, I would say if you can realize, just try to develop some type of energy to fight against that. Because if you don't, it's going to keep terrifying you every single time, every single time. Until you fight back, you, I mean, one thing I understand, you have to, in some shape, form, or fashion, you have to put up some resistance. You have to. And when you say put up resistance, what do you mean by that? Like giving into it, giving into the fear, totally. You know, like sometimes we freak out and we're just totally like consumed by the fear and we're jumping. Everything is like, you know, like that. That's giving into it because they'll play with you all night. They'll manipulate. They, they, oh my God, uh, it'll get worse and worse if you allow that 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 negative energy. If you think on it even more, if you entertain it, basically, like you know, if you entertain it, then it'll get worse. It'll definitely get worse if you entertain it, especially if it wants to mess with you. I hear you there. Let's go to toe tag here. During sleep, Sheila, do you experience entities with negative energies and unable to respond to them because of sleep paralysis? 
Oh, absolutely. I've had situations where I'm, I'm, I'm awake and I'm totally paralyzed with fear. Um, I don't think it's anything you can do. And you know what? A lot of times for me, when I have those situations, it's more than one entity around. It's not just one. It's definitely not just one. So it's, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Have it, you ever worked with a psychic or some type of intuitive to try and communicate with these spirits? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with psychics in order to um, actually explore other areas of my life, but never really about my ghosts and demonic experiences because I figured that would awaken them even more, make them more stronger. Um, so like a Ouija board, like, I've drew a hexagon on the floor when I was a kid, like 12, 13 years old, you know, and stuff like that. But I, I tend to really like Ouija boards, like, no, because I don't want to invite them in. Like when they knock at my door, I don't open the door because if you open the door, that means you're to me, that means you're giving it an invitation, you know, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want it to come in. And a lot of times, evidently they must cannot come to you all the time. Like they want freely, like you think they can. Because why do they knock? You know what I'm saying? Why Why would they do that? Why not just come through the door? They knock or they announce, they, they announce themselves a lot of the times to let you know they're there. So I think you have to have to open up that door. You have to entertain it. I try not to. What scares you about the this contact? What What bothers you about it? It's scary. It's it's evil. It it wanna hurt me. It's it's I don't know what the hell it is. You know, that's scary in of itself. And why if you're friendly, if you're friendly, then why do you come with why do you why do you scare me? You know, why why is you so why are you so daunting and dark? If if you are really oh, I watch vampire movies and all that kind of stuff, you know, you see a handsome Dracula and he's inviting and you, you want that kind of experience. But on the flip side, well, a lot of times it's not like that. <laughs> you know, why do you want to hurt me? Like, and what are you? I, that's more daunting and haunting than anything. What are you and what do you want? Like, what do you want? And what are you? That That's scary. You know what the hell this stuff is? These beings, these entities, and and why do why do they want to show you them? Why do they want to manifest to you? Why do they want to grab you and touch you your 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 foot and all kind of crap like that? That's crazy. And then like this one, the one particular that hits my feet a lot. That's that that energy feels like it hates me. Like when I was sleeping that time in Georgia, and I was in a room with two other women, and it hit dead sleep. It hit my foot, like my ankle part, so hard. You could feel the hate, like it hated me. So that right there, I don't know what the hell you do with that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, okay, what is it going to do next? Like it's already showing that it's aggressive because it pulled me down. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today 
and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Down the stairs, pull me under the bed, hitting my feet and stuff like that. What else are you going to do? What are, what are you, you going to do? But I feel that I have enough energy and strength in me to... to to not let it take over me. I really do. I absolutely do. Because there's a lot of people around with this kind of stuff. And, and so you just going on. And how do your children deal with this then? I mean, your children are adults. They are having, as you say, um, more scary issues going on with them than, than what's happening with you. So how do your children deal with this? We have a little click. We all talk about it. It's like part of normal conversation. It's like, oh, mama, let me tell you what happened to me last night. Or let me tell you about this dream. And, and you know, um, we openly talk about it because it's they've experienced it since they were kids up until now. So we openly talk about it and try to understand the meaning. But more so, we are trying to gear ourselves up spiritually so to where we're not just always under attack or we can at least try to fight back. That's what we're trying to do. Right. So it, it's a spiritual war that's going on then. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's a, a one way to put it. Absolutely. I mean, we're all going through a spiritual war. Some people more than others are more susceptible. They can see it. And that is terrifying when you can see it at times when you are, when you are awakened to that it's another life besides what you see every single day. That in and of itself, that is like, wait a minute, you know, but I mean, we, we, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's daunting. It's, 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 um, I don't know, but people, more people are coming out. And so and forming more and more alliances. So of course we're gathering a better understanding than we ever have. And not only that, but we're, we are learning practical ways how to deal with it because it's going to happen. Donna would like to know, do you have problems with your feet? Poor Coro. They used to. <laughs> no. Um, I had a heel spur once. I used to I used to run track. Um, I had the heel spur back in two thousand. But other than that, no. Um, I have very nice, healthy feet. <laughs> okay. Uh she goes on to say, poor circulation in your feet. They kept touching my dad's feet where he had problems with them. Oh. Weird. That's interesting and intriguing to look into, but why would it hit my feet so forcefully and angrily? <laughs> it's not just touching my feet. They're grabbing and yanking and, you know, so that's, a, I, I see where you're going with that. That's dealing with your chakras and the energy points throughout your body. But I mean, but it's aggressive. It's aggressive. So that that's concerned. I want to know, you know, are your are your experiences happening more at night, more during the day, maybe in the morning? When are they mostly happening? I would say mostly at night, but they can happen during the day as well. Do you get a lot of poltergeist activity, doors opening and closing, cupboards, 
glasses moving? Oh, absolutely. Um, I get, I, I woke up one day, I heard something in my living room and um, this is a few years ago and I, I go in my living room and I had this one chair and the chair always faced the, the ottoman. And why was the chair turned totally backwards? It was, it was turned backwards. And so, you know, I scream and my daughter, you know, she, she comes running downstairs and I, I was like, boo, this chair, it was right. We just went, you know, we both heard the noise. I run downstairs and I look, the chair is turned the opposite way. What could have done that? So it, I've, I've experienced glad. Listen, this, this, this is going to trip, trip you out. Okay. This is like 2000, 2001. I lived in a single family house, very beautiful house, but this house was very haunted. And this was a lot of me and my kids. We formed our alliance to fight this energy that was coming at us. It was aggressive. And so one day I'm where I'm, it's daylight. I have carpet throughout the whole entire house. It's plush carpet throughout the whole house. And Sitting on the dresser, I'm drinking my wine and I'm listening to music like I always do. And the glass falls off of my cocktail table onto the carpet and shatters. A nice wine glass, clear wine glass. Just crazy stuff like that. My son, um, he was in the basement and something reached out to him and he, he, he went to take something in the dryer or whatever. And he bolted up the stairs. This house was really dark too. We lived in this house for a long time. I think they experienced so much in that house to where I think it paralyzed them when they were like in their preteens. It, it really did because we were having so much stuff happen. It, it, it became to a point to where, you know, we need to get a priest or something. But we decided to just move because we felt it was the house. But you know what? They say these these entities can move along with you. I don't know if mines travel with me or not. A lot of houses I don't even have situ some situ anything happens in. But a lot of them I did. So, you know, like the house I live in now, I believe it's the shadow people. I see them every just about every night. They're standing in my closet. Like I don't sleep. I don't have my closets closed. I don't, I don't like to close the doors. I leave them open because I want to see what's behind there. Because if I close the door, it's going to terrify me even more to think like what, it, you know, what's behind there. So I leave my doors open. I have to have all the doors open. That makes me feel more safe than actually closing the door. Do you sleep with your lights on? No, not really. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Like I've gotten a little stronger now. I can, I can cut the light off. But I have my computer on and the soundscapes in the background going. <laughs> Definitely, I have that on, but I, I can cut the light off. Well, at least you have that going for you. I mean, yeah, I can cut. what's it like when there's tension in your house? we got about a minute to go here. Let's say there's an argument in the house or, or maybe, you know, something out of your control. Does that enhance the activity as well? You know, I'm sure it does. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sure it does. But no, I mean, the majority of times when I think when there's a lot of tension in the home, you know, yeah, yes, it does. I'm thinking just about because at at night when the house gets settled, then 
and the 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 energy is negative it definitely yeah of course it definitely does it definitely enhances it definitely does because my mother even threw a chair a rocking chair at my sister when she was um five years old and um because it seemed like something came over her because she wastes the milk when i was a little baby she tells the story all the time i was a little baby she wastes the milk she, my mother told her to go in the refrigerator to get my bottle get the milk she was scared. She wastes the milk. And later that day, my mother, um, my sister says my mother was washing clothes. They're downstairs. My mother picks up a rocking chair and shoots it right at my sister when she was like five years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Sheila, so I'm going to get you to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here. At the bottom of the hour, we have Sheila Kitchens and her amazing story of paranormal activity throughout her life. We appreciate Sheila sharing her story for the first time publicly right here on Spaced Out Radio. This is how we bring the you to you with the woo. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. All right, we're clear. Let's see where Dirty Filth is on the cartoon here. Let's see what Filth is up to. Oh, cool. I steal more socks than a gnome. Gnome. The cats are out of order, Dave. Mm. <laughs> These are confessions of a ghost of ghosts. That's cool. <laughs> oh, is that little imp right there? <laughs> little gnome. <laughs> I have those little mystical creatures around, I tell you that. Awesome. <laughs> hey, by the way, Dirty Filth, did you watch the World Juniors tonight? No. Canada was down 2 nothing to the Americans. And then we scored six unanswered goals. Oh, great. Yeah, buddy. Sitting in the hockey rink watching my kid practice and watching the game and I'm like screaming in the lobby every time there's a goal. Oh. It was you don't get any more uh, prototypical prototypical Canadian right there. It's true. That's really cool. Isn't he talented? Yes, very. I love it. I'm I'm such a cartoony kind of person. Like to, just yeah. flows out of me. <laughs> you know what? I would love to see, honestly. Well, maybe I wouldn't. The little imps that run and takes. Want to look and feel better together? Team up and lose weight with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. Partners lose more weight doing it together, up to 20% more weight than doing it on their own. Get fully prepared breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks delivered right to your door. Delicious foods that are ready in minutes. Now featuring new meals for two. Double portion meals served up in one package and designed for weight loss. Quick to prepare and ready to share. Get Nutrisystem's Partner Plan and lose weight 
eat together. Now with hearty inspirations dinners that control hunger for up to five hours. Exactly what you both need to feel full, satisfied, and energized as the weight comes off. Stop wasting money on diets that don't work and lose weight with Nutrisystem's partner plan. Get started for as low as $10 a day. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash meals right now and get a deal for two. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash meals. Expect to lose an average one to two pounds a week. Offer restrictions apply. See website for details. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Stuff. And hide stuff. I would love to see how they really, really look. Because you always see them on the side of your eye. They're very fast. Did you see something like that, Dave, in the forest? Yes. That little stick person or whatever it was? Yes. Really? Yeah, that's creepy. Pixie Pixie Lara thinks... You should read up on being a psychic medium. You, what you describe, much of what it is like from personal experience. Hmm. Oh, the uh, the ta- just so you know, Paranormal Highway, Victoria's grown from town to city. Uh, well. uh, if you want a, par- a nice paranormal place to go, go to Craig Derrick Castle. They don't let you investigate there, but the, but that mansion is completely haunted. Completely um, haunted. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Sheila, you come to Vegas? I got a nice frame for this sucker. I'll put it in there for you. Absolutely. Oh, I'm definitely coming. That's well, my birthday month. Oh, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. May 22nd. Yep. My daddy will be 74 that day. No way. Yeah. I'm born in four. Pardon me? I'm born in 74. Oh, wow. I'm born in 73. I'm, look, I, I don't know. I, I like numbers. And so, yeah, that's something. That yeah. is absolutely something. Uh, just so the public knows who is going to Vegas, I have already pre-booked Sheila for a six-minute hug. A six-minute hug. <laughs> I'm going to push uh, Super Quest right out of the way. Get the hell out of my way. I'm giving Sheila a hug here. And he's going to be like, Captain, I didn't even feel that. I've seen pictures of Quest. He's a monster. I bet you he bench presses at least at least 400 pounds. At least. Whoa. Guaranteed. So it's him and Nate Rudd bench pressing Sasquatches in the forest? Pretty much. Pretty much. That's a good analogy right there. Good analogy. Might have to draw that. Crave Dog Ollie, how you doing? Look at Roy's laughing away here. (laughs) Roy, you bench press 400? 400. Strong. I want that watch too. 
Quest, you got to bring that watch. I'll, I'll bring a, a bunch of mine, and you bring that one. Let's show off our watches. Uh, thank you tonight to Toe Tag, Lala, Sally, Bob, Mennonite Abe, and Deb for the super chats. Very much appreciate the love. Hi, Dirt Road. How you doing? Good to see you. And uh, let's get going here. We got 10 seconds. We got Sheila until the top of the hour. And uh, we're going to have some fun here. Here we go, everyone. Absolutely. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor and hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go. Final half hour, Sheila Kitchens, her paranormal coming out party tonight. Sheila, thank you so much for sharing all of your stories with us. I mean, a lot of times we don't get to personalize what is happening. We talk to a lot of investigators. We talk to a lot of researchers. You're somebody who is lived excuse me, living this on a daily basis, you know, I mean, what do you do to get away from the paranormal? Is that even possible? I don't know if it's possible. I mean, it happens whenever it happens. Um, I just put my mind on other things. I mean, like, or, and, and like, sometimes I just, I, like I said, I, I try not to pay any attention. I'm like, I'm tired today. Leave me alone. You know, I just started a new job and I walked in this old historic building and this, this building has to be, I don't know, over maybe 30,000 square feet. I don't know. It's, it's huge. And, um, I, this long corridor and this wind just, just gently brushes past me and you can fit, you can feel something here. (laughs) Like it's something here. So I don't know, you just, you take your mind off of it. You try not to, like I said, entertain it all the time because sometimes, some days you don't, you just don't want to, you, you're tired and see, it's been messing with me since I've been a kid. So, um, I guess I built enough of resistance sometimes to where I can just say, leave me alone. And it actually works sometimes. Wow. Wow. Is there ever a place, and I don't ask this to be embarrassing or anything, but is there a place that they do leave you alone? Like if you're if you're going to take a shower, are they bugging you in the shower? Are they, you know, bugging you while you're cooking or doing the laundry or, you know, you know, getting your hair ready for bed? I mean, like I said, it can come and happen at any moment. That's the crazy part. I think that's the most unsettling part because it can happen at any moment in time. Um, thank God. I don't think I've had any situations in the tub. I see too many movies, <laughs> but thank God I don't want those. Um, but no, I think, yeah, I think they just can come out in any moment in time. Just like, for instance, 
And you know, they can duplicate you too, right? It, they can, one moment, like they can appear to be you and walk past the room and make your kids think it's you when you're actually laying in the other room sleep. They do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. They, if they want you to see them, you're going to see them. I, That's I had the only a, thing I can see. I had a situation in my house going back five years ago. Yeah, five years ago now where my son was at daycare in town. And you know when children release that really high-pitched squeal-type laugh? I was on yeah. I was on the phone walking towards my studio, and I wa- opened the first door to get into my studio area, and I hear this squelching laugh upstairs right above me. I'm the only one home. So I said to my friend on the phone, I said, did you hear that? And she goes, yeah. She goes, was that your son? I said, yes. Sounded exactly like him. But Mm -hmm. we have a problem here. My son isn't home. My son is at daycare. And she's like, I don't believe you. She goes, go upstairs. Maybe, you know, maybe somehow he got home. You know, like my partner or somebody picked him up. So I go upstairs, check the house. Of course, it's empty. And my friend was like, keep me on the phone until you get to daycare. I want to hear your son. And then so I picked up my son. Took me 10 minutes to get to daycare. Uh, I picked up my son. And my son, uh, I made my son laugh by tickling his stomach. Sounded identical. Sounded identical. Oh, yeah. They can imitate you. But you know, there. If you look in their eyes, their eyes is 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 a blankness. It's a, it's emptiness. Mm-hmm. My son had a situation where I was. He thought I was at the stove cooking, and I turned and looked at him, and he knew instinctively that wasn't me, because of the look, the eyes. He said, he said it was the eyes, but he said I I, I turned. I was cooking on the stove, and I turned and just looked. I mean, I've seen my children walk past, run past. You know, I, I don't know. These, these, those are the most sinister ones, I believe. I, I really do. Those are like the ghosts and the, the evil entities, the spirits and stuff like that. I believe that's what that is. Do you think? Do you think then? That these little imps or little people that you're seeing running around are a part of this paranormal party as well? I don't know. I no, I think there's something else. They're little like I call them imps, but they look like little elves or something. In my mind's eye, that's them like little imps and <laughs> uh and so it's it's um they're playful to me, I think. You know, like I said, I've never I only see them out of my peripheral. They're very fast. But they're mischievous. They like to steal things and take things. And 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 if you if you let it, you will think you're going crazy because you're like, you I know I set my keys right there. I know I set my 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 cup right there. And you listen, one day I was at home. This is crazy. And I'm on Facebook and I'm I'm doing a live and I'm I'm having a nice drink. And next thing you know, I'm looking for, I'm doing something, I'm looking for something. My drink disappears. I look all over the house. It's gone. It's only me in my home. It's only me. Weeks later, I mean, weeks later, I find the cup. 
it's behind the the my TV. I never will put anything behind my TV because it's it's too small of a space, number one. And plus, you know, I, I mean, that's electronics. But yeah, it was behind the TV and, and the liquor in it was gone. Yeah, the liquor was gone. So they like to do little stuff. I think they're more, play- they, I don't feel um, scared with them. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get startled. Don't get me wrong. I get startled. But I don't feel like very scared, like, like you're trying to hurt me or anything. I don't feel like that with them. I don't think they're like that. Many First Nations people have run-ins with these little people. I actually had oh, really? a I actually had a friend of mine who whose mother had all of her jewelry go missing because somehow she pissed off the little people, and <laughs> and I, I remember saying to him, "So, hey, what are you doing tonight?" And Danny goes, "I'm making jewelry and toys and little hats." I said, "Why?" He goes, <laughs> "He goes because I." I'm trying to get my mom's jewelry back from the little people. So what you need to do is if you've had things go missing uh, with, with the little people is you have to make something for them. So that way they can return your items and you make a trade. You bring them little cookies and, and, and uh, you laugh, but this is true. It talk to anybody who's first nations. Yeah, you're 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 making an offering as a peace offering, and that oh. you're sorry for pissing them off. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna try that, Dave. Most of the time, I just never get my stuff back. Sometimes I'm like, I, I'm not taking this loss. I, I need my stuff. This has only been the past couple of years that I've been asking the universe to give me back some of my things, and they have been coming. So. But I only had three experiences like that where I actually got my stuff back. But hey, I don't know. I think they're just they're just they just like to take things. I think they collect in my mind. I think they collect things. They like silver, jewelry, any little trick. They just they like collecting things. Oh yeah, that's what I think. You got little people, and you gotta you gotta appease them. They're waiting for you to to. Uh... Say you're sorry and 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 make little trinkets and and little hats and everything for them. So if you know how to sew, make them some little gnome hats and yeah, leave them some little. Cookies. I'm going to the store. I don't know how to sew. I'm going to the store. I don't know, but you know what? The, the what about what about the little? Well, no, they're different than the dolls. They're yeah, that's a whole nother whole nother different thing. Dolls are totally. I mean, I love dolls. You know, I like the ones with the big, beautiful eyes and mm-hmm. the warm spirit, the little bubbly face, I cartoon kind of look. But sometimes, you know, like when I grew up, a lot of those porcelain dolls, they looked at so, they just didn't look really happy. They were beautiful, but they didn't look that happy. It was like a story behind their their, their face. It was something else more going on there. They, I don't know. I can't explain it. And that's what grabbed me under the bed when I was a kid because I kept sticking my tongue out at that porcelain doll. I don't think I will ever do that. One thing you should never do, honestly, I I would never recommend you tease a spirit or tease an entity because it will, you, I mean, if you keep asking for it, it'll give it to you. Because they want to really oh, yeah. show you and challenge you that they're they're there that they're real. Oh yeah, they. I would a hundred percent 
agree with you on that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent agree with you on that. Yeah, and and you do have to be careful. But I, you know, as far as the little people go, you mentioned you've seen them out of your corner of your eyes. What do they mm-hmm. look like to you? They, like I said, they about like two feet tall. They're thin. They're small. I know they have clothes on, but I think it's different ones. Some look like more like the ones you, I guess, you see in the movies or whatever. But like I said, I never really just looked and saw like that. It's always out of my peripheral. It's always been from the time I was a child to now. It's always out of my, it's it's on the side of my eye. And they'll move things. But I think to me, they look like, you know, like um, Lord of the Rings, that little, what was his name (laughs) that lived in the um, cave? kind of look kind of like that a little bit i guess i don't think they're they're not really attractive i think they look like little creatures or something half human half creature i don't know well i you know what i would look into your area where you live and see if there are any first nations legends that are around there uh, mm-hmm. or Amer- we, American Indian legends that are, or, or if there were any American Indian, uh, uh, reserves or, or living mm-hmm. areas back then in your area, First because thing. that may be what's attracting the little people. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, and they live in tunnels. They live underground. They live in like uh, the walls, or they must travel in the walls. Definitely. Oh, oh, yeah. They 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 can get into anything. I I know that the, some of the First Nations elders around here they say up on you can actually go to their city. They have a a town built, a miniature town built on one of the mountains. Mm-hmm. But the only way mm-hmm. that you can get to that town is you have to mm-hmm. you drive up this long logging road and when you get to a dead end you have to ask the spirit of a grizzly bear that guards the path up to the little people's town and if the right. if the spirit of the grizzly bear feels that you are worthy of going he will let you pass if not you can't go to their town whoa Hmm, how intriguing. Yeah. Intrigued. Right. I'm intrigued. I honestly, you know what? I would like to meet them. You know, honestly, like really like face to face see them cuz I really don't think that they're bad. Now, I know I'm sure there are bad ones, but not the ones that I've encountered, I don't think. Oh, they I, they I, I are think- tricksters. They are tricksters, okay. and they will steal stuff from you as, mm-hmm. as kind of a petty revenge. But if you make an offering, t- if you make an offering to them, like my friend, when he finished up his offering, him and his mom mm-hmm. went downstairs in their house because she couldn't find her vehicle keys. They took her vehicle keys. Okay. And when he made the offering, they were actually hearing the pitter-patter of little feet running around the floor upstairs and then they waited about an hour or two for everything to go silent and when they went whenever and when they went back upstairs all the goodies on the plate that they offered were gone mom's keys and jewelry were back on on the plate 
You know what that you know what that sounds like to me when I when I envision I envision like the movies that I've seen like never in a story little little people and you no know, like they're friendly yes Oh man that that's that's cool Ah, I guess I'm going to have to go get some cookies or something if something comes up missing again. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, it works for the Keebler elves. Or right? a hat. Yes, absolutely. That's good to know. That's good to know. And it's, you know what? It 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 brings it's it's comforting to know that other people have had these run-ins and these experiences and they and they they know what to do. They know how to you know, communicate if you will. They know Without a shadow of a doubt, somehow they must have displeased them. But isn't that something? How do you know what 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 did I do? I would still like to know what did I do to offend you. I don't know. I would like to know like what did I do. Well, there's only one way to find out. Make make the offering. Right. You, you said <laughs> earlier on that you've had uh, extraterrestrial experiences. One in particular. Have you also seen UFOs? No, I haven't seen a UFO, but um, I mean, I've seen strange sightings in the sky and stuff like that, or like me and my daughter, we call ourselves, we like sky watchers, like the clouds and like different things have happened in the city of Milwaukee. It's, 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 you know, it's been on the news and stuff like that, things in the sky. Um, But to say I've seen a UFO, no. But I've seen strange lights and strange clouds and formations. And I've seen things like that, that you know something is up there. You definitely, it's it's eerie. It's, it's, um, it's summering. I mean, you can be driving and it's a thousand people on the highway. And the sky just doesn't look right. You know, I really, you know what? I really think there's some truth to the matrix or whatever, or a dual reality or, or whatever. Or I, I just, I believe that there's, it's definitely, I think there's glitches. Me that's too. our, or that's how we have experiences where we know that we've traveled between worlds because you know what? It's, it's, it, it, it's not strange to me. 90% of my dreams, I am levitating. I'm flying. I have um, powers um, but I, don't, I can't access them all the time. And there's always a lot of times when I... This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League-educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking... Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. I have a very scarier dreams. It's something chasing me, running on top of buildings, leaping, but it's like right behind me. 
And um, that's crazy. I had a, a, a crazy ghost um, situation where I had a dream. In the dream, I moved in this apartment. And this was like 94 in, in real life, 94, 95. I moved in this apartment, first apartment. And um, in the dream, the, this this couple used to live there, but the, the man used to beat the woman in the in my dream. And he ended up murdering her. She was laying on the couch in the dream. He walks up to her, shoots her in the head. In the dream, I move in the exact same apartment, right? It's me and my boyfriend. I'm laying on the couch one day. He walks up to me and shoots me right in the head, right here. I jumped up immediately and I could still feel where the bullet had entered into my skull. Wow. Yeah, that was that was that was quite an experience. I think that was some type of I don't know, ghosts. I don't know. It was kind of crazy. Could have been an implanted memory for being abducted and then implanted. Whoa. Never thought of it that way. I don't know, but you know, I know they have the ability, like some ghosts, they have the ability to come into your body. And like, for instance, I just saw something. For instance, um, I just saw like a smoke white light right in this area right here. But any maybe it's the camera. But anywho, yeah, I think they have the ability to to control you to some to a certain degree. I don't know, take over your your body. But I think you have to be susceptible to them to the point to where you, I'm sure you have to give in. But sometimes you don't even know. Sometimes you just don't know, and sometimes you it's like it's like you taking a back seat inside your own body, just like when um my ex's brother spoke through me, I could feel him inside of me, and it was his voice and everything and that was that was amazing in and of itself that was that was and ever since then we we've had this bond because it was it's it's crazy i mean that was his his brother's last words. And he said his brother, they never told each other that they loved each other, but they always knew they did. So for him to say that, that brought comfort because it was such a tragedy that had happened to him. Yeah. How old was he? Um, Jerome was, I think he was like 35. Oh, this happened wow. like in 95. He was very young. He got stabbed right in the chest. Oh, that's just and then he horrific. Fell into his brother's arms and his brother tried to get him to the hospital. He just didn't make it. Oh, but that's yeah. terrible. Terrible. Yes. Yeah, there's something divine about that then. If uh, if he felt he needed to channel through you, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. We've yeah, got two minutes left. It is hard to believe that this has gone this fast. And you have been absolutely amazing in sharing your encounters with the paranormal and supernatural for the first time publicly here. And I love doing shows like this, Sheila, because I Mm -hmm. think it's important that even though we deal with these subjects on a daily basis here on Spaced Out Radio, to get the, the real genuine stories from real genuine people such as yourself to come on here and show your vulnerability to what you've been going through for the last number of decades, I think is absolutely incredible. It really is. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I just, we we just embarked on a new year. It's like, what is this year going to bring? And not only that, but the, the world that's hidden is not hidden really any longer, even for those who are not as sensitive as sensitive. It's, it's, it's coming out and people are having so many experiences that they can no longer deny it. They can no longer say that this is, this is not real for you to say that, that the unknown or the hidden world is unreal. It's, it's, it's crazy as you saying that there's no humans on this planet. Do you really believe that we're the only ones, the only energy, the only, the only entities in this, in this, on this planet or even in this universe? That's crazy to think that it's absolutely absurd. And so I think we have to, Talk about it, regardless of what our backgrounds are, regardless of where we come from. Um, and we need to to really reconcile that there's things out there that we cannot explain. Very true. And that we know they are there. We know we we know that they're there. Uh, so yeah, I comment from Bill WD forty in our speaker chat room. There is plenty of First Nation people around Milwaukee which may explain your little people. So you, you're definitely going to want to investigate that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Sheila, thank you so much for coming on Spaced Out Radio. Sheila Kitchens, everybody. What an amazing story with an amazing life and an amazing person. Coming up next, it's hour three, which means we're going to head to Swamp. And then our resident, Tim Bent. Tim Senor joins us for the UFO Report. Stay tuned. They loved you. They loved you. Do you have a Facebook page that people can follow? Oh, absolutely. Um, You can go to, um, and don't count on me saying stories on there, but I might do a follow-up, of course. But it's um, Sheila Kitchens, um, or you can just type in She Bops Entertainment. I'll type that in. She Bops Entertainment. All right. Or just pull my name up, Sheila Kitchens. There you go. Sheila, much love to you, my friend. And uh, please do consider coming to Vegas. We'd love to have oh, you I'm there. Coming. Good. Absolutely, Dave. Good. Then uh, I get a six-minute hug. That's all I want. <laughs> Six minute up. <laughs> okay. All right. Absolutely. All right, my friend. You take care. Happy New Year to you. You as well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sheila Kitchens, everybody. Isn't she just amazing? I knew this show was going to be that way. I just knew it. Boy, did she deliver. Hey, Zed Man, how you doing? Good to have you here. All right. I'm going to quickly uh, just step away for a couple seconds and I'll be right back, everyone.
All right, I'm back. How y'all doing? Oob to Joe's main. You've got aliens. Coral, how are you? <coughs> hmm. <laughs> All right, we got one minute to go here. Thank you, Jessica McCreary. Yeah, Sheila was amazing, wasn't she? Just amazing. Love her. Thank you to SuperQuest for making that introduction, man. I knew this was going to be a bang-on show. I just knew it. <clears throat> There's Sheila there. Of course, Sheila, we love you. We totally love you. Thank you, Donna Spencer, for the kind words. Uh, and thank you to Deb, Mennonite Abe, Science Bob, Sally, Lala, Totag, Pam, and Jenny for the super chats. Very much appreciate your love and support of Spaced Out Radio. Thank you to our new subscribers, if you haven't already. Crave Dog, thank you for adding to the super chat. Very much appreciated, Ollie. And, uh, yeah, we want to see you all in Vegas, May 19th to 21st. Make sure you get into info at spacedoutradio.com. Here we go. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, including Channel 94X in Vernal, Utah, and digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Xanthophil. Xanthophil is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller has us another spooky story. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. I've always looked to the paranormal side of things to be mostly plausible. However, I've experienced things here and there since I was a kid that I'm confident can't be explained by science or illusion, but only as something otherworldly. Although nothing I've experienced has ever been necessarily disturbing, they have given me a lot to think about. One of these was the most personal and long-lasting experiences I've ever had, and this took place in May of 2014. 
just as some background context. I live in Central Florida. Since it is a very touristy state, of course, towns and other areas like to try and brush over the dark history and even erase it by building over top of it, trying to rewrite the narrative around it to be harmless and seemingly squeaky clean. In reality, Florida is the most southern state you can get. The Klan, manifest destiny, civil war battles and skirmishes, Native American tribe displacement and eradication, well, I guess you could say attempted eradication because obviously the Seminoles are the only unconquered people, but I digress. If you ask the right people, some of the popular tourist attractions around me will tell you the truth about the atrocities there. So yes, it's likely that most of this state has some activity. At the time, I was in the 7th grade and throughout the year, I had heard about my friend Bryce who lived out on the beach in a 4 story house. He had the entire attic and top floor to himself. The beach would be another 250 yards out from his house, and next to his house was an empty lot followed by an old graveyard, then apartments and housing. The headstones mostly faced towards the beach, but its entrance was towards the street behind it. I believe this graveyard was one of two things, but I can't remember for sure. It was either formerly a slave graveyard from Civil War times that turned into a segregated graveyard until the 1900s, somewhere between 1900 and 1909, or a Native American graveyard from the displacement projects or wars in the 1810s to 1850. I'm leading towards the latter though, because I've never been able to find out more about this graveyard. Bryce had told me about one night he couldn't sleep or something of the sort, and he looked out his window into the pitch black night to see a set of blue, glowing eyes looking at him from the graveyard. I would like to know what time of night it was. This had likely happened because the graveyard was in the process of being built over. They were laying foundations and uprooting the graves. They were just removing the headstones for most of it, though. They weren't even actually taking the bodies or the bones and moving them, just the stones. Bryce was also a bit naive, but I never got the impression from him that he'd lie about something like this. I was intrigued and wanted to see it for myself. I finally got my chance on May 14th of 2014 on the last day of actual non-exam filled school. When we went on a field trip to a local theme park and ended the day having a party on the beach at Bryce's house, during this party I made sure to get him to take me over to the side so I could go see it. He left me for a while. I looked at it and took out my four emergencies hand-me-down phone and took some pictures as I had seen others do online. I truly regret to this day trespassing onto it and looking at these gravestones remaining, but my 13-year-old self didn't think that nothing could happen, you know? During the time I was taking these pictures, I did notice some people walking by on the street, but I'm sure no one was there by the time I took the pictures and left. I didn't see anyone at the time and went about the party. When I got home and looked over the pictures, I found that there were three pictures that I took that clearly had a couple of people in them standing near the front of the gates. From the lower quality images, I could just barely make out what, that they looked like Native Americans. They were definitely from the Seminole tribe, which was the leading band of Native Americans who fought during those years previously stated in the beginning of the story. I always planned to move those pictures to a different phone over the last 8 years, but only a few weeks ago, back in November, did I remember about these at all. I guess I had deleted these pictures or lost them some time along the way, and of course I know this cliche, but just know they weren't anything special, but I had a weird and genuine strange experience in a graveyard. 
Thank you to Swamp Dweller for coming on in and taking us on another journey down the spooky road. We very much appreciate it, Swampy. And uh, if you want more stories from the Swamp Dweller, all you got to do is go to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads and go and hit subscribe on his channel and it'll get you right there to thousands of stories just like that. From the swamp to the sky. Yes, it's that time once again where we bring in little Timmy Senor for the UFO report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Resident Timbit is back, <laughs> and I'm looking at all the comments from the audience here. Tim, 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 Timmy, the Timbit. All right. Yeah, that name is sticking, obviously. Uh-huh. Resident Timbit right there, buddy. Resident Timbit right there. You're starting to get Merle-like treatment, man. I'm getting Merled, yeah. <laughs> totally getting Merled. It's amazing, amazing. How you doing, bud? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, it's been a really busy week already. I don't even know what day it is, to be honest. What is it? Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday? Who knows? It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's a beautiful whatever it may day, be. Uh, whatever mm-hmm. day it is, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, it yeah, really doesn't great matter. Stuff. And the congratulations main thing- on Vernal, by the way, buddy. I Vernal, know. Utah. Well, we got to thank. I spent my summer there sweating. <laughs> we do have to give a major shout out to one of our team members, Terry Hall, who worked his butt off. He Terry used to live in Vernal, and uh, he knew a lot of the people there, and he was asking around while he was helping out you, hey, would a show like Spaced Out Radio work here? And a lot of people said, yeah, we would listen. And he took that up to Charlie Hall, the owner and uh, GM of the station of Channel 94X in Vernal. And Charlie was like, yeah, I, I want to try that out. That that sounds pretty darn good. So Charlie and I had a phone conversation today and we wrapped things up and uh, we sent him a, a sample of the show on how we would do it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to send him the sample of this show as well. And, and now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home at auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. And uh, hopefully... Well, he says, I could start running at any time. I'm like, go for it. Go for it. We want to be on in Vernal. We want all those Vernalites to come on out and and uh, show the support with the woo, man. We do. 
Yeah, a lot of great people in Vernal. I had such a great summer. I learned so much about the phenomenon there. And everyone was so inviting. And there's so much to do and so much history. I can't even start to tell you. And so many dinosaurs. I know what a big fan of dinosaurs you are, Dave. I love dinosaurs, man. So many dinosaurs. You know what? I I have seen uh, video uh, and some photos of, of Vernal, and it is a beautiful little town, man. It is a beautiful little town nested away there in the Uinta Basin, and and I'll tell you, it, that's I, I I love little towns like that. Like a lot of people talk about going to the big cities or going to Mexico or over to Europe. I like going to these small towns, man, because they they really show the best of people. You know, you know. Yeah. I live in a small town. I'm a small town guy. And mm-hmm. you just get the best of people. You know what I'm saying? I really do. I lived it. I mean, I lived it really this summer, um, you know, from getting help with my rig to uh, helping getting dug out of situations when I was literally stuck out in the desert, you know, our four by four needed help. And sure enough, there were geniuses there to lend the insight on how to get out of the sand, literally, when you're buried in it up beyond your rims. In adding Vernal, we should say that coming up this May, we have our second annual fan party at the Golden Nugget Casino and Resort yeah. in Las Vegas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a little frog in my throat there. And, you know, we, we would love people from Vernal to come on down. We would love people from Apache Junction to come on up from Ridgecrest, California, come out east from Noonan, Georgia, come out west from Mississauga, Ontario, uh, just book Air Canada, much like I am going to be doing for Vancouver in order to fly down and and have some good times. Bellingham, you got to just jump at your airport right there and fly down and join us. And uh, we would love to have you there. And you know what, Tim? I haven't given you a rundown of who's coming. Let's do the rundown. Oh, you're going to like this. Excuse me. We have uh, Jurgen Hess and Damian Jay, who are now filming part two of their documentary series, Hoodoo Tall, in the Sedona Desert. Uh, we have Bigfoot Hunters, Carter Bouchard, Nate Rudd, and Corey Rudd coming. We have Cryptid Investigators and Writers, uh, Varla Ventura, Bigfoot Rob, Brian Bowden, and the Crypto Guru, Ronald Murphy. Uh, UFO Researchers, Tom Whitmore, Science Bob McGuire, Lala Bright Intuitive, Katie Page, Joe Mergia, Little Timmy Senor is on this list. Uh, Michael Schratt, James Goodall, the legend, Melinda Leslie, Lorian Fenton, Misha Johnson, uh, Grant Cameron has said he's going to be coming. We have uh, Ben and Joe from UFO Garage, Louie and Jason from UAP Studies, Steve Stockton from Missing Persons Mysteries says he's going to come, and Swamp Dwellers going to try and make it as well, as well as Geraldine Orozco. We have a lot... You know what? I was talking to a friend of mine today about this. Most conferences who have a lineup like that, literally, Tim, and and you know, they're charging like 
between 250 and $500, realistically. And all of these people are coming on their own dime to spend with the Spaced Out Radio listeners. How cool is that, dude? What does that tell you? Well, what it says is how much that they love what we do, they trust what we do, and they love our audience. And they want to come hang out with our audience. And, you know, Tim, you've been to conferences. I mean, we were at the Denver one. Remember, we were looking for people, couldn't find them, couldn't find them. Because a lot of times what happens is you go to these conferences, and there's nothing wrong with them. I love conferences. I do. Okay, but you go to these conferences, and there are certain people you want to meet, but you just don't find them. Because they're there to speak at the conference, and a lot of them, you know, they're either too shy, too egotistical, or too unknowing, or too busy to actually come mingle with the crowd. They come in, they speak, and they disappear just as fast. All of our people coming, like yourself and everybody else, you you guys are all there to meet with the crowd, hang out with the crowd, get some photographs with the crowd, share some stories with the crowd. Where else do you find that? You're not. You're not. And I'm not saying that to sound egotistical or brag about what we're doing. But that is why we do it. We want our guests on this show to be able to mingle and hang out with the the incredible listeners that we have in Radio Land, on YouTube Land, and so much more. We all want it. And this is just a great weekend in order to do it. So, you know, if, if you're interested in going and, and purchasing tickets... Go to info at spacedoutradio.com, info at spacedoutradio.com, and you can get an autographed picture with little Timmy Senor, the Timbit, right there. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. So I'm excited, man. You know, this is a great experience for the fans. It really is. And uh, Mike Bothwell here says it tonight. It, it is, Mike. And I, I'm really trying hard to blend the two really trying hard to blend the two and uh <clears throat> you're not going to find a better lineup anywhere else you really are not so if you're wondering if you should make the time or not yeah make the time make the time and come hang out with us timmy let's yeah. get to the ufo report yes indeed absolutely let me bring you up here for a second okay we're going to kick off with some Bright lights over Texas. What happened here, my man? Yeah, we're getting back to our roots here, and um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about UFOs and UFO reports. And so uh, kind of some bombshells that have been going off in the news lately. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about that. So the Black Vault brings us this newly disclosed FAA report about very bright rotating white light that took place over Texas uh, just back in this uh, back in November 10th of 2022. And so the Black Vault received word of this incident by someone who wishes to remain anonymous, but had access to the FAA database that listed the report. And so the incident goes on to list some of the details here that are 
pretty amazing. Um, and so it looks like it was, and I'll read the exact quote here. Um, it begins here with an edited version, so I'm just going to try and run through that. Uh, and so they reported on an unidentified aerial phenomenon while westbound at 3,000 feet just north, or I'm sorry, southeast of LaGrange, Texas. And so the unknown phenomenon was described as a bright rotating set of lights about the size of a C-172 traveling at a high rate of speed southwest bound at approximately 4,000 feet. And so um, there was a Freedom of Information Act uh, request for the information. And so, so far, there was a visual of the radar data, and that was able to be laid over the ATC recordings. And you're able to see that entire report at theblackvault.com. But again, we're starting to see some more credible information coming through via FOIA requests again. And it looks like we're starting to source a lot through the FAA, which is really an interesting approach. And so, Dave, let's talk a little about this first sighting. Uh, you know what? I Once again, it's a, it's a pilot. We, we need to trust our pilots. We totally do. I like the fact that... You know, they were able to describe what it looked like, what it was about, and what they feel was was a little bit, uh, you know, anomalous. I think that's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. You know, I'm glad they took the time to report it. I'm glad that uh, there ha was an investigation done. Uh, John Greenwald from the Black Vault, I believe he is a name you can trust for good information. And the fact that that John has collected this and, and brought this out, hey, I understand why these pilots want to be anonymous, some of them. You know, they're afraid to lose their wings. They're not trusting the system just yet. Just yet. It's it way too new. So I, I think this right. was a good report overall. Yeah. How do you feel about FAA reports and police <clears throat> reports and military reports opposed to public reports because we've seen over the past few months here quite a few public reports that are rapidly um, debunked potentially and for example the one over Vegas recently we know are just pillars of light a natural phenomenon and then recently um, another one in Wisconsin that was partially um, considered at least spotlights in the sky but again um, coming from the public, they're often debunked, but then we get things like this from the FAA. It's kind of hard to shoot holes through a credible report coming from, you know, a source like this. Do you think that this is where we're going to be getting most of our news from now on? Or is the public still going to hold some water with the reports that we get from them? Well, Tim, this goes back to a conversation we've been having for a long time right now, and that is public reports don't matter. As sad as it is to say, public reports do not matter. Should people still report in what they are seeing? Yes, that's what you know. groups like MUFON are for, or New Fork. I would stay away from the billionaire co co uh, communications, like Enigma. I would stay away from that. Okay, until Enigma proves themselves. And I'm sorry, Enigma, if you want to talk to me about it, I'm okay with that. We can have a conversation. Okay? Uh, but... 
I would trust the groups that have been there before. Okay, you know what their logic is. You know what they're about. And and use them. I would. Okay, we still need those reports, Tim. We still need the public videos. As much as I'm not a fan of dots or or I feel for people who are reporting this and 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 getting these statistics, the FAA is not going to be concerned with Tim Senor's video over the harbor looking into Seattle. The FAA wants its winged pilots coming up with it, okay? They want their military pilots coming up with it, you know, because, let's face it, you got to be pretty bright to be a pilot. You have to be a pretty smart person. You have to have a watchful eye. You have to be able to know a a weather balloon from a Chinese lantern and an airplane, whether it's a Cessna, a helicopter, or an F-16. You need to be able to do that. And they, they are trained to do that. And that's not taking away from the pilots. But I think, once again, in this controlled confirmation movement that we have going on right now, I think these reports are safe. They're safe. And that's all we're going to get. The sad part is ufology is accepting them. And on that note, we're going to go to break here, Tim. Tim Senor, the UFO report continues right after this. Tim, I want your reaction to that when we get back. I do. And then we're going to get into the Brazilian Air Force. And if aliens contact humanity, what do we do? More of the UFO report with Tim Senor on Spaced Out Radio right after this. All right, right there, buddy. Save yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Save your reaction to that. Save it. I already forgot my reaction. <laughs> Seriously. I had a I, I'm gonna be really vague here. I had a thirty minute phone conversation this evening before the show with somebody with a major organization. And they asked me, I got to I, I gotta be vague here because I promise I'm not getting into this full conversation publicly. But they actually asked me why I don't like their organization. And I said, well, I do. Oh. I said, I do. I said, I just don't like the way you guys as a group are portraying yourselves. And we had a great 30-minute conversation about that and about which direction I thought they should be taking. Now, whether or not they're going to utilize anything that I said, I mean, you know what? We may have one of the bigger shows out there, but we're not one of the power brokers out there. I don't have the pull of a Richard Dolan or a Grant Cameron or a Jimmy Church or a George Norrie or a George Knapp or anybody like that. I don't have that yet. Okay. No, it was not the to the stars Academy, but we, we did talk about the TTSA and we had a very, very cordial discussion 
very cordial discussion. And I, you know what? I'm proud to say that I believe this person when he told me that he thought my ideas, I'm going to call them my ideas, even though we've discussed this many a times with yourself, Tim, and many others on this show. Okay? But the fact that he saw the light in what we have been talking about on this show, about watchdog groups, about uh, setting things up better for the public, he was extremely, extremely open-armed about it. Right. And he should be receptive, Dave, because honestly, you talk to everybody, your fingers on the pulse. He may not know why you are holding those cards, but you are. And to be honest with you, you're absolutely the person that organizations should be looking to for advice. Heck, I took advice from you and continue to. I run things by you on the daily almost I don't, I whenever don't think something pe- big comes my way. I don't think people understand how many stern conversations you and I have. We've never argued, but we have had some pretty yeah. heated debates about UFOs. Yeah. 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 And on, and everything surrounding it, um, the politics of it, the business of it. I mean, there was a point where I didn't think even I was going to come go public with my company and part of your conversation was that I absolutely had to, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah, anyone that doesn't see a well-established journalist in their field as a good resource, like, wouldn't you want to have talked to Howard Cosell? Oh yeah. If you'd had a chance, if you were an enthusiast, well, this is the same sort of thing. You, this person has access to somebody that has their finger on the current pulse and you interview these people for hours, you know, so of course you're going to know. And then you talk to them behind the doors and you're also companions with them behind closed doors. So you're absolutely the person to talk to, but uh, anyways, no need to harp on that, but yeah, well, that's great. You know what? I just hope that this person can follow through with what we had on our conversation because if if this person can and this group can it will change a lot of the landscape of what we're seeing right now i love it and if not and and i told this person i told this person that on this show the last couple of weeks we have been talking about watchdog groups how we need a watchdog group and i have had phone calls from people t- talking to me about hey dave you've been mentioning this a lot are if we are we are you setting this up are we setting this up uh, you know are we doing this and i've been hey uh, you know i'll chip in okay but i've been getting those phone calls so great it's you know what i think we're i think we're starting a, a rumble here dude uh, yeah the rocks are starting to are slowly starting to roll down the mountain here we go with the final half hour everyone
We rounded third. We're headed for home on Space Town Radio. There's my baseball call right there. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives. Our archives are always free. YouTube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Right before the break, little Timmy Senor, a resident Timbit at the UFO report, we were talking about the FAA and whether or not we're going to get back to people having sightings and where do those rank compared to pilots. Now, Tim, you know, I like I told you right before the break, I love the fact that pilots are starting to come forward, commercial pilots, private pilots, military pilots. I love this. We need them. But I also yeah. am steadfast against the idea that everyday people, such as yourself, myself, people listening in this audience, really have no say. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. In what is going on with this current narrative and what we saw. How do you feel about that? Um, I personally have come to terms with it, with my sighting. I put it out there to the public and they can do whatever they want with it. I think for a lot of people that have their sighting, if they want to go public with it, that's kind of what they do. Um, there is no, I mean, there isn't typically a lot of expectation from the public with their sighting. Now, something massive that may go viral on Twitter, that may need to get explained. Um, and that's what we have experts for. Um, and that's what we have MUFON for and things like that. So um, there are plenty of legitimate accounts. But and, and this actually ties into a question that I wanted to ask you offline, believe it or not, which was specifically, do you feel like there's any legitimate public evidence of video on the net or on television shows anywhere that is even one clip of a legitimate real UFO? Is there one clip out there? I think there's hundreds of clips out there. Right. But my point being that it is still tough, even with the military's release of their UAP videos that they had. Um, it's still really hard to point to one and stand behind it 100%. I mean, true. that's, that's kind of where I'm true. going with that. And so I find that we're still clam clambering for that one piece of good evidence, you know, whether it comes from the FAA with multiple sources of data or whether it's coming from the public, from multiple public sources, something massive in the sky with lots of people, you know, a yeah. mass sighting. No matter what, um, ha when, no matter what happens though, Tim, any video is going to get ripped to shreds. 
Neil deGrasse, there you go. Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to say it's the latest form of swamp gas. Okay. Seth Stoshak is going to say we've never encountered anything. That's a fake video. Okay. You're right. going to get uh, every, uh, every skeptic out there from Mick West on forward who's going to sit there and absolutely trounce on it on every frame uh, and claim CGI. You yeah. can't trust video footage anymore. You really, that's right. and you that's, really can't. So there, and that's exactly, yeah. Go ahead. Actually, I'm sorry you to know, cut you off. They could have. You know, remember Luis Elizondo talking about that 21 minute video? Yes. Okay. Even if they would have released that 21 minute video, it would have been, it would have been ripped apart faster than the Patterson Gimlin Bigfoot film. <laughs> Okay. And and hey, if that film exists, which I do believe it it does. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Now, if somebody came up to me, like I've had people come up to me in the Bigfoot world who've shown me the most miraculous Bigfoot video I have ever seen. That to me it is up there with Patterson Gimlin. Okay? And number one, I was asked not to release it. Number two, I was asked not to say where I got it from. I could talk about it, but I have to be vague. It's on my phone. It's on my phone. And the point that I'm getting at is this. If anybody brings out that, that billion-dollar film of a UFO... I think the next great film that is out there would be the second part to the Holloman Air Force Base. When the UFO lands, we've only seen eight seconds of it publicly. When the UFO lands and the beings get out or come out of the craft that like allegedly happen, that is the next video. But for anybody else out there, if you have the smoking gun video, not dots in the sky, people, we're talking clarity of footage of, say, a landing or something hovering over your house or you have a landing and beings get out, do yourself a favor. Never release it. Number one, you're never going to make a million dollars off of it like you, you and your friends are going to think that you are. Okay, Patterson and Gimlin never made a million dollars off their video. You're not either. Okay, you may sell it for five grand to TMZ or in Canada, TMZ. But you're never going to make your million dollars. There's no million dollar video out there. And number two, unless you want your grandchildren to be facing harassment from because of your reaction of releasing that video, think about the consequences. I'm in this field every day, and I could tell you, if I had the million-dollar or alleged million-dollar UFO footage, I would never release it to the public, ever. It's too dangerous. Too dangerous. Think about it. Uh, Bob Gimlin is, at 95 years old, is still getting death threats over the Patterson-Gimlin film 53 years ago. He's 95 years old. Leave the dude alone. 
okay? It's just what it is. I like what Jenny says here. Can't we just believe what we choose and stop waiting for the science elite to validate what we already know? Absolutely. You've had disclosure for yourself. I've had disclosure for myself. I know it's real, Jenny. Anybody who's experienced anything knows it's real. All right, topic number two. Let's head to Brazil. What happened in Brazil there, Tim? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about Operation Saucer. So very interestingly, between 1977, hang on one moment here, and 1978, the Brazilian Air Force conducted an investigation into the UFO phenomenon after citizens in the city of Calaris were reporting multiple sightings with many being at close range. And so they ended up calling it Operacio Prato or Operation Saucer. Since then, the government of Brazil was actually admitted to having the unidentified aerial object investigation system called Sayani, which was created in 1969 to investigate the phenomenon itself. And it's a safe way to say that they were well aware of the phenomenon before the operation ever took place. In 2004, the Brazilian Air Force released an official document pertaining to the operation, and the document details that many citizens of the military witnessed at the time not only this being the issue that many researchers believe that there are still classified files from the operation. And although they're still unavailable to the public, they do believe that the Brazilian government claims that all the documents have been, in fact, released. Oh, really? Indeed. And so just looking into this a bit more, Regardless of what might still be classified in the hands of the Brazilian government officials, the official declassified information of the investigations of these incidents between 77 and 78 are already quite startling, as you'll see right here, including hundreds of citizens in Claris surrounding areas like Mosquero and Anuadieno, among other towns all over claiming that they not only seen and had encounters with objects, but also had been attacked by rays of light coming from them. And so there was a doctor living in that town who at the time was the director of the health unit there in Calaris and described a common mark left on people that they were considering two parallel holes as if needles had been penetrated into the people's skin. And according to the doctor's reports, patients arrived at the healthcare center with common symptoms such as amnesia, dizziness and fever, not to mention first-degree burns and marks all over their bodies. And so all in all, the doctor saw 120 patients over a period of just a couple of months relating to these incidents. And so it's interesting to see that some of the uh, people actually had blood. uh, Let's see. Uh, So they had blood drawn, and some of them ended up calling it a chupa-chupa, meaning that some of the, uh, you know, blood loss happened at the time of these interactions. Um, And so they were giving it, some of the people were giving it nicknames as if they'd been attacked by chupacabra or something along those lines. And so it sounds like the Brazilian Air Force has many files along these lines with well-documented reports. And it even seems like some of this may be accessible to the public, a few steps ahead of some of the other countries that have had such close encounters. But Dave, 
I'm sure you've heard of some of this. This is probably not new to you. What are your thoughts on this operation in particular and some of the files that are now coming out to the public? Well, I, I'm wondering why Brazil is releasing what they are. You know, I have heard rumors over the year. Let's let's turn the woo meter up a little bit. Can we can we do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Turning the woo meter up. I have heard stories over the years of doing this show that there is some nasty alien and UFO stuff going on down in Brazil to the point where there is like landing bases for these craft. It's almost like what you would see in the original movie of men in black, where these aliens have to check in. Okay. And some of those species have not been very friendly, not been very, uh, uh, not been very friendly at all. And, I've heard of battles with these Anubis-like creatures where apparently the the U.S. military has a specific Delta Force-type team that will actually bring out special weapons that, that uh, will kill these creatures or harm them or, or whatever. I don't know what to believe. It sounds really good sci-fi. It really sounds like really good sci-fi, Tim. But everything seems to be centralized around Brazil. And I don't get it. I don't get why this country, why so many species are landing there. I mean, look at the Virginia report, right? There's another one. Yeah. And that was interesting because some of the residents were reporting potentially an ammonia-based entity of some sort that they came in contact with. And if it's an ammonia-based, I don't know how they know that, but let's just theorize for a moment that it's not carbon-based and it's ammonia-based. Well, that would just throw everything off, meaning they potentially come from a planet that has a different atmosphere, right? Which means that they could have a completely different physics on their planet, Mm -hmm. which means that hey, they could definitely get here potentially with their physics. Who knows? We don't even have the concept yet. So it's very interesting. But I love the fact that they're releasing these reports. It makes it easier for researchers such as James Fox to get down there and get his hands on some of this information and get to some of the witnesses before they fade into the darkness. Very true. Very true. And and that's what we need to do. And James Fox, I think, has a, a leading edge in there. I really do think that he has put a great uh, documentary together regarding it. You know, Brazil, though, like I just, from what I know in the UFO world, the U.S. government and Brazil are tied very closely together. This is just what I've heard. Okay, and I'm opining here. I love using that word, opining. Just makes me feel smart. Okay, but I'm I my opinion is that there is a cover up going on, and for some reason they're letting it leak out of Brazil instead of the US. Right. And you know that the US is involved because we're immediately first on site usually to recover any sure. of this, no matter where it is. And even the Brazilian military claims that the US came in and took over a lot of the proceedings. So it seems like the buck stops at the U.S. That's where the information stops. We don't know what happens beyond that. 
It's because we're a country of secrets, whereas Brazil seems to have a little bit more of an open door policy on this information. Oh, very true. Very true. And why do why are they more open? Why do you think they're more open, Tim? Well, I think that they're a little more open to sensationalism. Um, let's look at their UFO spokesman, Jaime Mossan, right, um, from Mexico and South America, at least. Um, I would love to consider that a lot of that was sensationalism. I think he would even admit in the earlier days, he may have known a lot of what he was showing to the public was balloons, but he showed it anyways because it was considered a UFO you know, until they could prove it one way or another. So this is a country built on the accepting of sensationalism. So why isn't UFO in there? Well, it's on their the pages of their newspapers and magazines every day, and it's accepted already. So for their government to talk about it and to release videos themselves is really no big deal for the public in some of these countries because it's already fact. They've already accepted it. They grew up knowing this as just part of what took place in the skies. All right. Next, next topic. <laughs> we got time for one more topic here, my friend. And our next topic of the night is if aliens contact humanity, what do we do? Yeah. And this is coming from the guardian. And I love that they're asking, you know, this question on, in this paper. And it's actually, I feel like the big topic for 2023, um, a lot of people agree, and you yourself, Dave, will agree that this topic needs to move past the nuts and bolts, right? And we need to elevate the question to something more along these lines. And so I know that there is, um, and so we'll dig into this article, but um, there are multiple think tanks and groups that are now starting to ask that question. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily assuming that the uh, phenomenon is real or not but they're starting to progress the question beyond whether it is or not. And I think that's the big important takeaway from this. And so the moment has begun and been imagined a thousand times as astronomers comb the cosmos as their powerful telescopes, they spot something that makes them gasp amid the feeble rays from the distant galaxies lies a weak, but persistent signal, a message from an advanced civilization. It should be transformative and a transformative event for all humankind. One of the world's nations are surely to be prepared for it, or are they? Look at the mess we've made during some of the pandemic and how the world handled that. We handled it like headless chickens, says Dr. John Elliott, a computational linguist at the University of St. Andrews. We cannot afford to be ill-prepared scientifically, socially, or politically, going rudderless into an event that could happen at any time, which we cannot afford to mismanage. And so the frank assessment of Earth's unreadiness for contact with life elsewhere underpins the creation for SETI, for example, post-detection hub at St. Andrews. And so over the next month or two, Elliot aims to bring together a core team of international researchers and affiliates, and they will take on the job of getting ready to analyze mysterious signals, artifacts, and even work out every aspect of how we should potentially respond. And so up to now, the focus has been on the search for signals, but along that, there's been no need to know what we're going to do with it. What next? So Elliot says we need to strategize and put together scenarios and put them in place to understand what we need to do and how to do it. 
Now it sounds like Scout's motto, be prepared. And so, Dave, there's much more to this article, and it goes into some of the history of this organization that he's putting together and some of the participants. But I think the big picture here is they're starting to ask this question. And I know I myself have elevated to this question now. You know, I've been through looking for it, and I continue to look for it. But I'm starting to wonder on this question, too. Like, if I was to be confronted with it face-to-face, how would I handle it? How would any organization handle it? And who should handle it as a representative for the humankind, potentially. Your thoughts? Well, you know what? we got about a minute to go here, and I will say this. The statement that you just read from that article is exactly what you and I were talking about for months. Months. That means people are listening. People are listening to what we're saying, that Luis Elizondo was right. When he said they, the government uh, officials were monitoring COVID on how people would treat each other for the sake of ET contact. Were we ready? Were we not? We failed miserably. When you're ripping milk out of a mother's hands so you can have it and her children can't, that's not a good sign of humanity. And we saw dozens upon dozens of videos like that on social media. All right, we have to be careful with it. I understand why the government is being careful with it. We're not ready. We are not ready for contact at all. But that doesn't mean that we should lie about disclosure. Two separate topics. One we're being played, one we're not ready for. Tim, I want to say a big thank you for coming on in tonight and prepping us with a great UFO report Once again, we'll talk to you in a couple nights' time. Big thank you to Swamp Dweller for kicking off hour number three with another spooky story from the swamp. And, of course, our guest tonight, Sheila Kitchens, about her paranormal experiences. They were fantastic. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your car, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter, hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, make a mistake. We're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the woo train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night.